This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Maybe now I got a wireless mouse. Oh, oh man. It's gonna... He's getting even better at yeah. not doing that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready to rock? Yeah, ready. All right, let's go. <laughs> Cast. My name is Steve Miggs. I'm here with the Reverend in Fuego. Hello. And Glenn Cannon. Howdy. Howdy. Good to see you guys as always. Very excited for today's big Miggs cast. I've got a ton of notes of things that I probably won't even get to. <laughs> but I want to get to one first because I keep forgetting to mention it. Oh, and geez. it's happening this Friday and I'm a terrible self-promoter. <laughs> but this Friday, I am going to be the host. The ring announcer for Defy Wrestling. Yeah, I'd heard that mentioned, man. They just sent me uh, one of the images. They do these things called, like, I guess they're like social cards for social media. And they use them, like, as a way to promote this event. So the guys over at Defy Wrestling, which is Defy wrestling.com if you want to get tickets Cody Rhodes is going to be wrestling a bunch of great wrestlers are going to be there uh, Shane Strickland Jeff Cobb Matt Cross these are like indie darlings and then there's amazing local talent from Big Jack Cunningham to Eddie Van Glam you you love Eddie Van Glam all right he's known as the king of thong style <laughs> thong style yeah. thong. he's wrestling another local wrestler by the name of Mr. Fitness and Mr. Fitness is just awesome I, I got to see him at 321 battle he was great as is well. he like terribly out of shape and overweight no he's in That'd shape be amazing it'd be incredible <laughs> but, like, i know i think part of me wants him to kind of go on a little bit of like a, a turkey sandwich bender yeah, you know what yeah, i mean man, get a gun going like, he's hey, man, i made you some pancakes and then you can rinse it down these pancakes oh, mr fitness hey mr fitness so they got all these cool like uh, let me see if i can find a couple I'm, if you go to uh, defy wrestling on on twitter and it's just uh, defy nw you can see uh, some of these as they call them social cards uh, I'll, I'll pull one up just so you guys could see it just because like they're really cool um, and they're like, let me see if I can find this one. There we go. Uh, Defy Wrestling, uh, Media, sorry about that. Like that kind of stuff. Like just stuff oh, yeah, that yeah, you, I got you. Stuff I got that you, you can sure. share, but it's kind of got it's like, like a, a promo banner, oh, boys yeah, and yeah, girls. Yeah. You know, it's got a shot with cool logos yeah. and whatnot. It's like, like another one like King Cash is going to be so there. So then are you All announcing right. each individual match? Yes. So you're the cat in the ring with the... Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, this match is scheduled for one fall. So how did you score that? How'd that come about? They, My buddy Jim Perry, who's the guy who created Defy Wrestling is a fan of the station and, and is a fan of mine in a sense that he loves the fact that I talk about wrestling all the time. And he's like, so he shot me in a, a direct message on Twitter out of the blue and just said, hey, man, I'm, I could say DM, but that sounded naughty. Yeah, uh, I do. He sent me a DM, direct message. What is DM? It's a private message on Twitter. It's oh, a direct right. no, no. message. But he yeah, said he's it, a noob. No, he's he's a noob. he said it would sound dirty, and I'm wondering DM. You know, like ATM or DP or. Well, what's DM? Nothing. It just sound, I just said it could sound oh, dirty. Oh, I was like, what if, What do I not yeah. know? <laughs> well, you know, I bet if we look it up or if we try, we can find something that it is. A little quick lipping going yeah. on there. Yeah. Dong mouth. <laughs> Yikes. The old dong mouth. Isn't that a metal band? <laughs> yeah, from Sweden. Yes. They it, didn't know the name was, you know, it's like, oh, no, we got to the States. It's dong mouth. People laugh. 
until we play. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and then they're chanting, dog yeah. mouth, dog mouth. <laughs> so yeah, a bunch of great wrestlers are going to be there. So he just sent me the, uh, the, the social card for me, which is freaking awesome. <laughs> oh, you look like a pimp, and he's wearing a shirt that says boss. Legit so it's boss. all red and black and black and white and all this dope logoing and Steve Miggs, and then he's wearing this t-shirt that says boss, and he's got a mic up. It's it's dope, guys. Yeah. It's, it's a, really and, cool. And that's a wrestler shirt. That's for Sasha Banks. She's known as the legit boss. So if you look small print under uh, above it, legit boss. Sasha Banks, huh? Yeah. Oh, she's, mm. she's nice to look she's at. She's the legit boss. She really is. <laughs> she's, she could be my legit boss. Fantastic. I'll write a whole blog with all the information I'll post this picture on there as well so just check out um, by tomorrow uh, at ksw.com but if anyone wants to go tickets are still available they are selling quick like all the ringside stuff is sold out but there's still plenty of seats but get your tickets now and it's defywrestling.com i'll be hosting it hanging out all night long i've never i've never been a ring announcer that's really cool yeah so when he hit me up he's like hey i'm a big fan of the fact that you love wrestling love love what you do on the radio you want to grab some coffee and i have some ideas so when i meet up with him He's like, so what do you? What would you like to do? And as far as involved with this, and, and my first thing was, I don't want to do play by play. Sasha or... Banks is towel boy, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to clean Sasha Banks' trunks while she's wearing them. So, sort of a rub down post match, if I could. <laughs> no, that's not what I had in mind. Well, that's what I well, had in mind. This is where we're going with it. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to do, like, I, even though I'm a longtime wrestling fan, I can't. I don't know all the names of all the moves. Like, I just, I'm not that guy. Like, I would never be able to do, like, play by, like, that was a double reverse. But you're enough of a fan. You can get out there and give a great introduction, I'm sure, to Absolutely. all these wrestlers. You'll just give, yeah. they'll, they'll be like, can we have him back? And that's what I'm he was betting. like. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, what about you being, like, the host uh, slash, like, ring announcer of it all? I'm like, 100% in. And then I was like, look, man, like, full disclosure, because some people were wondering, like, oh, well, is this, like, a, a work thing? I'm, I'm doing it. Just voluntarily, yeah. like he even said, like, "Hey, what we can compensate you?" I'm like, "Give the money to the 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 local wrestlers. Whatever you're going to give to me, give it to those guys because they're the ones that are actually going yeah, to be putting their neck on the their line. asses." Yeah. And a lot of those guys, they love the art of wrestling and they love being wrestlers. And more often than not, from the stories I hear, some of them doing for like twenty bucks a night. You know, like just like, to go do it. It's like being mm-hmm. in a band. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, the same kind of grind it. that we all do. Like we just want to do it because we love the idea of people coming to see us perform. And, but on top of it, they're also getting dropped on their head and on their back and on their neck. Which and happens at window paint shows, too. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> I was about to say, I did see you guys at the tractor, and I believe it was a full-on wrestling match on stage while you guys I were I didn't performing. know what was happening behind me, but yeah, let's say three of the four members were down. A triple threat match between Mark, <laughs> well, Tony, saw, and Sean. Well, no, I looked out in the crowd, and I saw you counting, and now I know why. <laughs> yes! One, two, three. So I'm, I am beyond pumped. This is something that I've... Never thought I'd get to do, and and Cody Rhodes is going to be wrestling. Who's yeah, one of the he's the hottest thing in the world of independent wrestling. He left the WWE, and it's a great story in a sense of, and I, a story that I think can apply to anyone. I, I'm looking forward to when we have him on uh, BJ and Migs on Friday morning because he decided I'm not happy in the WWE. My my career is not going in the direction that I want. They're not treating me the way that I want. I don't want to be this character, and I'm not getting the shot, so I'm leaving, and I'm going to do it on my own. And he's had a resurgence. His career has gone through the roof. I mean, and you, you think of independent wrestling, you're thinking, well, maybe these guys are just like, you know, scraping to get by. Well, I think of those videos of the kids in the backyard ba- jumping yes, off the roof the of their house and smashing through a table. And yeah. That's what I picture when you say independent. It's like, oh, these guys are, these poor kids are. It's a little different than what it oh, used to be. I know. Yeah, but you're yeah, right. But that is the perception yeah, a lot of people will have. And it's, uh, in fact, one of the guys, Matt Cross, who goes by um, Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground, but he used to be known as M Dog 20, and he was a. Uh, 
uh, a backyard wrestler. M Dog Twenty. M Dog. I've had some bad experiences with that stuff. I did. I did Mad Dog bongs once. What? Like you would do a beer bong? Yeah. Yeah. We'd smoke some hash, and then that seemed like a good idea. I I found my buddy uh, Noel passed out on the bathroom when I when I regained consciousness. I went in there to take a leak, and he had taken off most of his clothing, had wrapped a towel around his head, and then vomited into that towel. I'll never understand the thought process, but when I found him, I was like, "Oh, dude." And I left him there, you know, because... <laughs> he kind of deserved to be left to himself. He, he was ready oh. for a nap. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you know what? You need your own time. <laughs> yeah. So you say MD20, and my brain calls up yeah, that right. data file, and I can just picture my buddy laying there quivering. Like, oh, geez. You know, the Reaper was hanging out in the shower just waiting for me to leave. You I know? feel like that should be Matt Cross's finishing move. <laughs> I'll bring it up to him, because we're going to have him on the Megacast. He's going to be getting into town early, so tomorrow out with D. Ted Smith and I, Matt Cross will be hanging out on the Megacast. How about that for some cross Promotion of the podcast. Wow. Did you see all that body language? He is pumped. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, He's getting in his like, wrestling vignette mode right now. Yeah. No, Promos. I'm, exci- I'm excited to see you guys. I honestly thought I was going to have to cancel today's podcast. What? I honestly did not think I was even going to be able to make it into work today. I was concerned about that as well. What the hell happened? Bro. The most ridiculous. I almost called you to be like, hey, man, if I Uber it to your house, can you take me to work? Oh, and, I'd pick you up anyway. Uh, I know how everyone has their routine. The last thing I want to do is get in. Mind you, my wife does have a car, but the last thing I want to do is wake her up. And, and, and I, on top of it, I definitely didn't want to steal her car. I had some car issues, but I found out it wasn't the issue with the car. It was the issue with the owner. Yeah, you got to put the key in the ignition. <laughs> that would be the first step. No, so I put the key in the ignition and it worked. That was exciting. Did you park yeah. it in neutral or something so the key? No, yeah, would right. I'm just or, waiting for like what all these like oh, these super easy uh, fixes here. Open the garage door. I pulled it out. My car, that is. Okay. And then I started making my merry way out of my development to head to work. All of a sudden, I tap on the brakes, and it makes this weird grinding sound. And I'm oh like, no! Are my brakes out? Are my brakes done? Did I? Am I that stupid? Because my, I get like a weird squeaky sound, but I brought it to my mechanic, and he's like. He's like, I, he's like, honestly, your brake pads are fine. Everything is fine. It's just something that is making a weird sound. That can mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Right. So I'm yeah. like, okay, it's not bothering me. It might bother the other people that I drive by. If my windows are rolled up and my music blasting, I don't hear this it. This is like a grinding sound. This but- is like a rah, 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 kind of sound. Ooh. And then I start driving, and now I'm like, my car is not going straight, and I'm like, Jesus. Oh, I already I'm, know what he did, I think. My car is falling <laughs> apart. I don't want to spoil it. Right? But I, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear how this happened. Right. What the French, man? So now I'm like freaking out. I'm like, what the hell do I do? I'm starting to panic. I'm like, I got to get to work. My routine is already falling apart. Like, I know when I leave. Yeah. When I get, you know how it is. Yeah, like, you, you, were, a, you were late this morning, too, and it was like, it's like, it's Tuesday. I re, like, the only Fridays, time, I'm always yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Fridays, he's always late. When What's it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. hockey. Yeah, he plays Hockey uh, super late. Okay, all right. I hey. get home around midnight, so I sleep in until three in the morning. Oh, you! Wow, you lazy um, fool! I know. Right? <laughs> How could he do that, Rev? Yeah, I can't right. even believe it. That's the funny part. Rev's like, it's, I show up late. By late, instead of showing up at three forty-five in the morning, I show up around four twenty, four thirty in yeah. the morning. Unacceptable. Yeah. It really is unacceptable. <laughs> and we should talk about that. You're right. <laughs> so now lazy. I'm freaking out. My car's doing all this. It's. I'm like I. I'm going to die if I try and take this, because in my head, I'm like, well, what if I go slow? What if I do this? I'm like, my, I think my wheels are going to fall off. So I park the car, right? I get inside the house, and now I'm like, I have to wake my wife up. So I open, get in that room, and I'm like, babe, wake up, wake up. She's like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, my car is all left up. It's grinding. It's this. It's that. In fact, like, I've now made it a habit whenever my car has any kind of an issue, because you know how hard it is to explain to a mechanic. Yeah. So I, re- I videotape whenever I have an issue. 
the sound. Oh, that's a smart that's move. really savvy. Yeah, right? Yeah. Dude, it worked out great. I never think of that? I used Dude. to have a starter issue where it wouldn't, and, and they could not figure it out because it would never have that problem. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. You bring it to the mechanic, all of a sudden the car starts fine. Yeah. You keep it there overnight. One time I kept it there for three days and waited and waited. Never happened. So I started videotaping every time I'd start the car, and finally it happened where it didn't start. I sent him the video, and it just shows how great my buddy, I'll shout out to him, Mike Sater from American Automotive in Puyallup. He watched the video or listened to the audio and goes, oh, I know exactly what that is. Yep. Fixed it. It never has been wow. an issue since. Yeah. So I'm like, ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> I will film it, and I will record it, and this is what it sounded like. That's when I would try and hit the brakes. That's Sounds right. like a Cloverfield monster or something. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fine film, by the way. It's revving the bathroom. So I'm like, crap. So I park my car. I don't even I don't even want to bring it into the garage because I'm afraid like the wheel will snap and I'll slam into my wife's brand new car because she's got a brand new car. <laughs> That's totally what he'd do, too. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to park Murphy's it. Law, man. I'm sorry. So now I go up there, wake her up. I'm like, and she's like, you know what? Take my car. Uh, I'll have my dad take me to work and you pick me up. Perfect. Okay, great. And I'll bring my car to the mechanic. And I was like, I'll have to call the boys and let Glenn know I'm going to have to leave right after work and all that crap. So now I get in her car. Her car's brand new. It's a nice, fancy car, and I don't know how to work it. So now I'm in there for like 20 minutes. Just- he, he couldn't work the ignition interlock. That was the problem. <laughs> Close. I couldn't figure out how to get the car seat to go back. Oh, oh and she is just, short, way yeah. shorter How'd you than even you. get in there? Finally, I'm very careful. His knees are up in his chin, you know. <laughs> so I get it all. I'm good. Pull out her car out. Get out of the development. Drive for a second, hit the brakes. The same sound. This sound happened. This with is her. why I think I already know what he was forgetting to do. And what is that? Turn off the e-brake. Yeah, no, that's no. what. I, yeah, I wrote down e-brake I immediately on the paper because yeah, I've, I did no, that way I, back I don't in the use day. My e-brake. Was there a child under the car? <laughs> yes, and it jumped from my Tracked car to her the, car. Yeah. One time we went. My band went on tour when we had, I had a minivan. And I went, and someone else was in charge of driving, so I just fell asleep before we even got on the road. I wake up to a weird sound. I'm like, what's that sound? And he's like, what? I'm like, there's a weird sound. He goes, and I look, I'm like, bro, my freaking e-brake is still on. He drove for like three miles with the freaking, I wanted to kill him. I wanted to kill my bear. So now I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I drive it back, because I'm like, this is weird. Is something going on? Like, is some kind of weird outer spirit like that's trying to get- And again, this is when you touch the brake pedal. Right. It goes- Long story short, okay, maybe a long story, not as long. Um, I did not realize the entire development was frozen. I was just thinking that too because after you got rid of the uh, the the e brake problem, that was not the problem. Uh, when yeah, when you go to hit the brakes on icy roads, it'll. Oh, it's the anti lock brake. See, my car was made in 66. You got to keep your grown-up pants on. You touch the pedal, the car slides. You take your foot off the pedal or you crash. Right. Yeah. So I no. never would have thought, oh, anti-lock brakes. And that, <laughs> when you don't know that, that <laughs> That's is the what most that terrifying was? thing in the world, though. And, and you know what made me really re- finally realize it? Because I pulled my wife's car back in the garage. I get out to go to my car. And now I didn't. I, I actually stepped foot on the actual sidewalk, and I almost bit it. Yeah, it was slip, like, fall on It was ass. like walking on ice this morning. I've never experienced... The, the road in my development, unless it was snowing, I've never experienced it that slick. And it was yeah. dry out. So now I'm like, aha, 
anti-lock brakes. It's that. As soon as I got out of my development where cars have actually been... Because I'm probably the first person to leave my development. Yeah. So nothing has been warmed over. Yeah, at that hour. Sure, yeah. So as soon as I get on like the actual main road, no problems. Oh, geez. But this took an hour, right? So I get to work. I check Twitter. Puyall Police puts up a tweet that says, Roadways this morning are treacherous due to the ice. Slow down, increase your following distance and be, distance and be alert. Have a sit. Yes, I'm the moron that almost... It ended with Steve, by the way. I, he didn't read the whole message. I read hey, that. Steve. It ends with Steve. Yeah, stop being stupid. Steve. Be alert, Steve. Your roads yeah. are icy. Be careful. You're the first one on your roads. I felt like the dumbest human being well, there was supposed to be, there were like winter storm snow warnings yeah. from like 1 a.m. to 1 p.m. today. So I'm like, I was fully expecting to come out to like Snowmageddon when I went out. And it was just a little bit of drizzle and rain. Right. And so I'm like, oh, this is perfect. No issues whatsoever. And I didn't. But when I got in uh, and I'm checking Twitter and stuff, everyone's freaking out. There's school delays. There's all these things because of the icy roads. And I'm like, yeah, where? Yeah, I, I saw my it. I saw my buddy Terry. He posted on Facebook. He's like, North End, man, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't because the roads are just completely ridiculous. Wow. I wish I would have known that, man. <laughs> I was in such a stress. I mean, this is like. I'm glad that was that. Me you know, too. Me like, too. You know, free, better than coffee. Yeah, man. you don't gotta. I'm gonna be <laughs> flopping around under my car later today. So yeah, because yeah. you you're dealing with. Some I've got a starter right? that's going out for sure. It, oh, that it, sucks. Last night going to rehearsal, got in, hit the key, uh, and you know everything lights up beautifully. But just and I could hear the solenoid triggering, mm-hmm. click out under the hood, and I'm like. Oh, and just you know, starter and alternators are the worst. Yeah, man. dude. Does yeah. it sound like that? No. <laughs> my car doesn't. My car only makes that sound when it's going sideways. <laughs> and then what you do is you take your feet off all pedals, and then oh, you just you know you, you turn into the slide. <laughs> I I remember I remember one year uh, we had the big snowstorm, and it didn't hit Seattle. There was a little bit of snow, but it was everything basically from Kent down. And I spent all day up uh, uh, up in basically a basement in Seattle, so I didn't know any of this was happening. Mm-hmm. Go down, and I'm starting to drive down to Tacoma with my buddy and my old state wagon doing 60 because it's normal and once kent hits it's just ice on the roadway because nobody went out it was like a saturday night and everyone just decided to stay in and i i started to lose it and i do everything that i remember because i was young enough to have still gone to uh uh you know driver's ed somewhat recently so they're like you know correct and overcorrect and try well, to people do all that panic and slam on the brake as soon as you do yeah. that you're screwed. And I didn't. Good man. But I, I, I go and I start, I start, you know, uh, fishtailing and I go uh-huh. to correct and then I go to correct some more and then pretty soon I'm doing 360s on oh, the yeah, freeway. Yeah, that a boy. Nobody else was around, buried it into the ditch and then it was just like, all right, I looked at my buddy and we're cool. My knuckles are just white on the steering oh, wheel. Worst feeling in the world. Yeah. You're defenseless. And I'm facing the other way after we finished spinning and I'm like, are we cool? All right. Popped right out and just went, you know, Kept five miles going. An hour the rest yeah. of the way and w- was fine, but that's the most terrifying thing because you have no control. Yeah. There's nothing. Once it's gone, you're gone, and you're just along for the ride, and hopefully you don't smash into something. Well, that's how I totaled my old minivan. I mean, I, I don't think you've ever. This is a story. I, I'm a sure some people story. have heard this story. It's worth repeating. It's yeah. such a great story. So this is many years ago. I first started working here. I was living in Linwood. Had a mini that minivan that I was talking about. I legit just paid it off. And that's oh. why, mm-hmm. and on, I just paid off my Jeep. That's why I was like, God dang it. Of course, <laughs> just paid it off. Now the wheels are falling off. Yeah, right. Why not, right? That's just how it is. Once you pay a car off, it falls apart. Oh, you own it outright? Yeah. Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, it's time yeah. to buy a new car. That's right. So same thing, winter conditions, driving on I-5, hit a weird patch, hover plane for a second. I'm like, oh, that sucked. 
As soon as I got control, where I felt like, okay, I got control of the vehicle again, hit it another one, which then caused me to start hydroplaning and spinning on I-5. Again, thank God it was, at, oh. like Rev said, no cars were coming, same situation. It's like 2.33 in the morning, whatever it is. Did a couple loops. Now I see some headlights from a distance. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm dying today. <laughs> and all I could think is I was bringing in a gift for someone, a bottle of Jaeger. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. What, what if something weird happens? Cops show up and there's a bottle of Jaeger in my car thinking. Well, the accident will shatter the bottle. Yeah, and you'll exactly. be covered in right. it. Yeah. Jaeger you'll be like, I'm Why do you so smell yeah. like booze, man? I'm totally sober. Yeah, you yep. reek of Jaeger. Well, it's right. Jaeger. It could be like, I work in a licorice factory. Do I seem <laughs> drunk to you? You know? Because <laughs> it's a prerequisite when you work in a licorice factory. Look, I yeah. fell into the vat. Like it was a Joker sort of thing, except I'm not evil. Can I please just go home? Right. I'm just made of Jaeger now. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get this smell off? <laughs> so anyways, all spinning, <laughs> slam into the divider, like that little thing, and just crush the car. And I was like, I got to get to work still. So I somehow <laughs> start driving, and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Get, onto the, get off the freeway, take the side roads for the rest of the way, park the car. I knew it was totaled. By the time, eventually, the insurance telling me it's a total loss. You're not going to get anything totaled out of it. it huh? Yeah, so I had to buy a new car. Driving course, on the rims. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but... I call my mom after just to be like, hey, mom, this is what happened. Just want to let you know. Got to get a new car, but I'm okay. And she's like, well, what happened? I'm like, oh, I hit some black ice, spun, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, are they okay? And I'm like, I'm okay, mom. I said, I'm fine. She's like, well, are the other people okay? I'm like, what other people? The black guys. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, what, mom? The black guys. You said you hit some black guys. No, that's not what I said. I said ice. I said black ice, ice, baby. I'm like, mom, my issue with slurring my words is your fault. You brought me into this world. You never bothered to address it. She's freaking out. You hit some black guys. And I just kind of glossed over that. My God, why, son? What's wrong with you? Mom, it was an accident. But still, what were they they doing on I-5? What do you mean? Who? They? Oh, God. Wow. And I'm thinking, wow, he just glossed over that, told me he's fine and has to get a new car, never once bothered to tell what me. What about the people you hit? Those two black men? <laughs> are they okay? <laughs> yes, Mom. They're fine. Oh, they're fine. One of the funniest experiences of my Yay. life. I was in tears. I was like, Mom, no. Black. No, 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 no. no, no. Ice. Ice. She's like, oh. I didn't hurt anybody. The only person I hurt is myself. In my That's poor car. My poor, <laughs> stupid Chrysler Town & Country minivan, which was an awesome vehicle. I still, my wife gives me a hard time. She's like, I would never have dated you if you had a minivan and pulled up to pick me up the date. Jen, I think I'm Drummer's only, best friend right there. It was, it, bro. It probably should have been totaled. I, I I don't know if I've ever, like my dad used to drag race Harleys and then he did circle track racing for years. Oh, he, no way. He raced late models. And that's where it's a, a dirt, like a slick dirt track, but you go through turn one. It's a big oval, so there's mm-hmm. turn one and turn three. You go through there sideways doing about 120 miles an hour. Jeez. So it's all about learning to, and you know, a lot of those guys won't hit the corners like that. They're the dudes that don't win. It's about learning how to slide a car. So when I was 15, you know, mega snowstorm back in Maryland, and my dad's all, come on, boy, we're going going for a ride. I'm like, eh, I've got my learner's permit. He's like, you're driving. And literally it was- Figure it out. Yeah. He was like, you're going to fishtail all the way into the, all the other end of the street. I'm like, what? And he's like, fishtail it all the way to the end of the street. You know, like mm-hmm. a ways, you know. Right. Thousand yards. And if the car straightened out at any point in time, he'd be like, go to the end, start over. And then he took me to the parking lot. Okay, I want donuts to the right and maintain it. Okay, I want donuts to the left. Maintain it. And he just 
beat that into my head. Wow! The first year that I got yeah. uh, the first year that I got my uh, driver's license and it had a big snow. It was there was an empty parking lot Let's and I was go. like, I'm going to figure this out yep. and I'm just going to. So I mean, gr- uh, one of my main That's trucks awesome for years that he taught you that way. Oh yeah, I, I can uh, to this day. I still have a, a pretty pretty good skill set. I mean, I used to drive an old Chevy pickup truck and bald tires, no weight in the back. There'd be a blizzard and I'd be like, I'll get you home. <laughs> and yeah. people would freak out because I'd yeah. be on the interstate. The truck would be at a 30-degree angle, and I'm just cruising down the road doing 70, and they're like, dude! And I'm like, hey, man, if we slow down, we're stuck. I'm in control of the vehicle. You need to just calm down. Yeah, you're freaking me <laughs> out. I, I, you know, it, it was the White Knuckle Express. Yeah, I would always give oh, people sure. rides. Then, of course, when you get out, I got out here, and I think at the time I had that 68 Impala that I still miss, but you know, the, it would just blizzard, and I'd be like, uh-huh. babe, you want to go for a ride? And so we'd order a pizza, pick up pizza in Queen Anne and drive from West Seattle to Queen Anne just so we'd get on the upper deck of the viaduct. And I'd oh. rip up the viaduct doing 70 at a 30 degree angle. With all snow on the ground, just, right? Just yeah. There's and then nothing I'd, more fun than driving I'd in the snow. I'd tap the brake and reset the wheel and put the yeah. back end to the right and get back into Wah! And she's just giggling and laughing because yeah. she trusts me. Yeah. Um, Plus, there's probably no old cars on the road. There was no, there was yeah. no one around. Yeah. Um, there was a time, there were a few of those bad snowstorms when I worked up in Bothell. Uh huh. And everyone's creeping along. And, yeah. uh, but for the most part, once you got past downtown, you could kind of haul. And I'd be north of Seattle, north of Shoreline, doing about 65 with my, this was the 1950 uh, Ford car that I had. Uh-huh. I had about a 30-degree angle. Doing the speed limit, but I'd blow by a cop. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well... <laughs> Okay, if he catches me, he's going to give me hell, but honestly, I'm doing the speed limit, and my vehicle is under control. And what I realized is they couldn't have caught me anyway. When I went by them, they yeah. were probably like, that guy's going to die. And I'm like, mm, you ain't going to catch me, and I'll be the only one to work right. on yeah. time. Because I knew, I knew what I was doing, you know? Yeah. So, And I've got a lot of funny stories Dude, about these are, I, how that... Oh well, yeah. Go ahead, tell uh, me. Well, no, there was. Um, I don't want to go go on Glenn Story mode, but there was one day. Dude, that's in all part of our podcast, man. We all tell stories. <laughs> Never feel bad about sharing stories. Well, I was going to talk about the time Please. I totaled a car, but <laughs> yeah, well, s- semi totaled. But this this wasn't that. This was really bad weather, and my buddy Calvin, that used to sing in Tempered Cast, Atomic Outlaws, oh, yeah. Calvin, Newman, love Calvin. Yeah, his wife Stephanie worked with me for a while, and I would give her rides home, and they lived over kind of in the Factoria area. And so, oh, big blizzard, and they shut everything down. I'm like, well, come on, Steph, I'll take you home. Well, the problem was all the other cars on the road. It was so Mm -hmm, icy mm -hmm. that at that point, you use your transmission to control the vehicle, because when you put it in drive, you're sideways, and then when you put it in neutral, the car will straighten out, and that's how you drive. Even even if you're trying to stop on ice, if you put it in neutral, idle isn't trying to spin your wheels. Mm -hmm. So she's watching me basically drive the car with the shifter, and I'd put it in D, and the car would go sideways, and we'd go 100 yards, and I'd put it in neutral, and we'd straighten out, and you know, and she's like, "You okay?" I'm like, "I'm good." You know, so Probably having a blast. Yeah, it's cool. You know, other than the other cars, they were yeah. sort of an issue. So we got right into her neighborhood. <coughs> excuse me, and there's this great big hill. And you can see where people have abandoned their vehicles. And there's yeah. this huge hill. And we see that outside of our station so, sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I basically parked at the there. It would go sort of down. There was a dip. And then you would go up this big hill and it curved to the left. And so I just sat there at the bottom. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to wait for all these other idiots to get out of the way. And then we'll get up there. And she's like, you're not going to get up there. I'm like, honey, bunny, I'm going to get up there. Don't worry about it. So we waited for all the other cars to clear. The four-wheel drive people are, oh, goodness. And they're parking and bailing on their cars. And I waited until I had a nice straight shot. Put it in gear and mashed on it. And then down through the gully we go. By that point, we'd hit about 50, and we hit the hill, and the car slid sideways, nice 30-degree angle. I'm just bouncing the steering wheel, 
driving, looking out the driver's side window, and up the hill we're going, 40, 50 mile an hour. Phew. Sideways. Side, uh, yeah, but the vehicle's Martin. in control. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing, you know, and we're just headed for the top of the hill. I'm not even breaking a sweat. Ladies and gentlemen, Glenn, the Duke of Hazard. Oh, hey, well, <laughs> I've got so many good driving the stories. Duke. But we were starting to lose speed just because of slip. So at this point, maybe the car's getting to 25, 30, which is still cruising. We'd have made it to the top of that hill, no sweat. This lady mm-hmm. runs out in front of my vehicle, flailing her arms. What? I'm like, ah, and I brake neutral, and I, the car slides to a stop, and I had the windows down so I could really hear what was happening with the car, because that, uh-huh. that'll help you, too. I could hear the rate of- <laughs> This is insane, bro. hear the rate mm-hmm. of spin, and car slides to a stop, and I'm looking at her, and she goes, she runs up to the side of the car, and she goes, you'll never make it! Well, not now, you dumbass. And I was like- no. no. Do you know what you just did to me? You'll never make it. You'll never. You're never going to make it. Why would she stand in front of the car? She ran out in front of me to try and stop me from crashing. What? She thinks she was going to be able to stop the car? I'm lucky I didn't flatten her. Right. So now Stephanie and I drift back into this sort of. There were there were intersections that intersected this hill. So I drift backwards. <laughs> That's like, a, like you're getting all hot and heavy, and the chick's uh, like, "I'm on my period." Oh, dude. So <laughs> I try to get a run for it. I can't. I try to get a run for it. So thanks to Mrs. Good Samaritan, we are now stuck. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, Steph, I'm so sorry. And you go to the top of the hill, the road curves to the left. You get on about two blocks, and that's where her house was. And I'm like, you're, you're going to have to walk from here, babe. I'm really sorry. Right. That chick stole your yeah. mojo. So she's like, no problem. Well, Stephanie's Stephanie, man. She always dresses to the nines. She has these really sexy little stiletto heels on. Oh, jeez. She gets out of my car and promptly just eats, eats it. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm like, Steph. Here comes a piggyback ride from Glenn. No, it's just, this is my buddy's wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, honey, here, get back in. And I take my boots off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, put these on, babe. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm in a car. I'm, I'm finally going to wear your stilettos. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah, if only her feet were bigger. you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, Those would make my calves look hot. I've been wanting <laughs> this moment. Buffalo Bill Cannon yeah, over just, here. Just leave, the, just leave the shoes. This is all an elaborate plan for me to wear so, your shoes. That woman, that's my aunt. I give her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That lamp is my aunt's skin. But uh, I give Stephanie my boots. Uh-huh. you know. And she's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm in a car. I'm right. fine. I'm going to go home. Yeah. So she puts on my boots and she's. <laughs> Which must have been a hilarious visual. Oh, yeah, they're probably a little big on her. Ta- a tad. But a now she's, she's hoofing it up the hill and good to go. Right. So I take the car down to the bottom of the hill out, and I'm trying to get in line for 90, and it, it's so... Which, f- well, quick aside, I just got to throw out there. More often than not, when you talk about someone being a good dude, and Glenn, I would definitely throw you in this, as a man that would give his shirt off of his back. No one's ever gotten to the point where they're like, that's the kind of guy that would give you the shoes off his feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Glenn, man, here I am. the Duke of Hazard cannon. Uh, it, so Sorry, it, continue. It, it, it's all as well, except I go to get on 90 and the on-ramp is frozen and no one can negotiate it. Mm-mm. So I am now trapped. Oh. I'm stuck. And I've driven a, a ways, a mile or two from where I dropped Stephanie. Maybe a mile. No mm-hmm. And I got no, I have no shoes and I'm now stuck because can't get service. all these people in these four-wheel drive SUVs can't do the math on this fairly level on-ramp. It just right. made it me want to bail. You know, it made me want to start Hurting people, so of course, I'm stuck, and I got no shoes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. So I get out in my little socky socks. Oh my oh goodness man! And uh, no I popped the trunk, way. and I found some plastic bags. Oh, and I come went, okay, on. 
All right, so there I am by the side of the road, wow. wrapping my feet in these plastic bags. And this I, is the saddest and funniest oh, visual yeah, I've ever right? had. So I begin to hoof it to Calvin's place, which is maybe a mile and a half, two miles away. I want my shoes back. And honestly, I did really good until at one point I had to cross the street, and it was just snow. But under the snow was ice, and I stepped through that, and my feet went right into this really deep puddle. Oh. And the, the bags weren't perfectly sealed, oh, so now not. my feet are cold, wet, and swelling. I can feel them swelling. Yeah. So I called my wife, and I, I you know, I think I left her a voicemail. I'm like, hey, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm like, hey, babe, listen, it's me. Um, and I told her the story. I'm like, so I'm walking to Calvin's. I got plastic <laughs> bags on my feet. But the bags are leaking. I can't feel anything below my ankle at this point, but I just wanted to tell you what was going on and tell you how much I love you, you know? And like, she's thinking yeah, they're going to find me dogs gnawing on my carcass. <laughs> but it's, like the road. it's like a scene from The Walking you know, Dead. So, so well, yeah, fast forward. How many toes do you have now? I got them all. Oh, congratulations. Uh, I got about halfway there, and my I'm tough factor wore to, to gone. T- it was gone. There was a place called Zebra Printing. So I went into this zebra printing. It was maybe halfway. Mate. Well, yeah. Went in. I'm like, hey, guys. And they look at me. And they're like, dude. I'm like, oh, I was dropping off a buddy's wife. She was Bathroom's walking. for customers only, sir. Uh, I gave her my boots. They're like, you gave her your shoes? I'm like, well, yeah. I didn't expect these idiots to block me on ramp. And I'm like, I just need more bags. <laughs> Can you guys hook me up with some fresh plastic bags? And you should see the look. And they're like, you know. You want bags? I'm like, yeah, man, I just need more bags. You know, I got maybe a, another mile to go, and I'll make it. Can you just hook a brother up with some more bags? It would be great the guy's like, I don't have your shoe size and bags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to buy something, sir. Um, but no, they were like, no, 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 don't do that. Hang on a second. The guy disappeared, and he came back, and he was like, you know, these are Stan's old shoes or whatever. They're like these little running shoes. Well, Stan's about a size eight, you know? Oh, and no. I went, so I wedge the front oh. half of my feet into these little baby shoes. Like little slippers. <laughs> Just like toe slippers for the front. But I was so happy to have a man, you know? And then, you know, and I, I stuck my feet into these itty bitty little, ch- you know, children's shoes. Right. And then rewrapped all that in plastic again because oh my, my heels were hanging out the back of these things. Oh my gosh. And took off again. Now Glenn has 12 in grown toenails. I made it to Calvin's. I made, I made it there. Wow. Um, and then we all hang around and drank all night. I was going to say, know. you deserve, like, a beer for well, that. Stephanie's like, Stephanie's yeah, like, I told you, I told bath. you not to do it. I told you not to do it. And I'm like, hun, honestly, I'd have made it suck. home. And Calvin's like, why'd you give her your boots, man? I'm like, brother, it's your wife. Well, I was going to say, and I, you know, what, what, no, have fun in those stilettos, babe. No, right. no, 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 no. No, I mean, that's a, that's a beyond honorable. And also, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I'm going to be able I'm to get home. get home. Right. And you never thought that all that crap was going no, down. No. Dude, that uh, is the funniest thing. I bet there's still amazing. somebody sharing that story that worked at that store. Like, oh, you, you'll man. never believe this one time this guy, this came, guy in, came in. And he was like, can I just get some more bags? And I've never seen someone so cold. Every time. <laughs> can I get some bags? I just need some bags. I mean, I was cold, bro. I was every, cold. Every time there's like a cold front or a snowstorm, that guy shares that story. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and Calvin and Steph still talk about it to this it's day. It's the greatest story, yeah, man. That's, that's amazing. So that's, that was... 
that was my snow driving story. I had a story about totaling my car, which I didn't total. I repaired it, but uh-huh. you know, it's not worth telling that story at this point. We'll, we'll leave car story for another podcast. <laughs> it is some, there is something fun about uh, going on. Like I remember one time, it was right around Christmas time. I had my Durango at the time, and nobody was on the road. And I remember my wife, of course, still we now live. But my girlfriend at the time lived in Puyallup. I lived in Linwood, and I had to get home for some reason, and. And they were all like, "What do you? No, you can't. It's snowing out there." And I had the same mentality. I'll get there. Don't don't worry about it. And In it fact, was, take my shoes. Right, I'll do it without <laughs> shoes. Just give me four oh, bags. Naked. Give I me got four this. bags. I've heard stories about some random guy. <laughs> and so <laughs> here, hold my beer, man. <laughs> I got this. One of the most fun times I ever had was being on I five, and there was nobody on the road, mm-hmm. and it was fresh powder. There was maybe two other cars, and we were all the same mentality, just gunning it bouncing and having a blast until all of a sudden something snapped on my car oh. <laughs> and I had to pull up to the side of the road and luckily a cop showed up like moments after that and the car got some, I can't remember what it was but there was something underneath the car it had nothing to do with the snowstorm it had something to do with something random it was just again I think I might have paid the car off no actually I didn't pay the car off because I had to then transfer it was too much to fix and I was finally at the point you know how like you keep fixing a car and keep fixing a car mm-hmm. and you're like you know what I gotta cut my losses I can't keep like oh, chasing, yeah, yeah, yeah. chasing that five hundred dollar dragon. Like all of a sudden, it's going to be better now. Oh, you know? that's right, that's yeah. dude. Yeah, that, I've definitely had that blue Ford kit car. So you know, oh, yeah. that it was. A, it looked like a nineteen fifty Ford, but it was built around a ninety two Thunderbird drivetrain and chassis. And all I can say is, if you own a Thunderbird from the nineties, get rid of it now <laughs> um, because hell is it's coming. Done. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, I give you one more short one. It was when we left. Dude, for, never worry about the length of a story. Okay. Man. We, well, we, we I, did two I had hours. So many ridiculous bad weather driving stories, but this one's incredible. When Windowpane left for the Five Finger Death Punch tour, we all piled in Mark's Chevy conversion van. And the windshield wipers had broken. Mark had just repaired those, among other things, to prepare for the tour. So we've got trailer full of gear and the van. And our buddy Aaron Greenrich had mapped us out this route that he thought would be faster. And so we skipped the interstate. What size shoes is Aaron? <laughs> I don't know. Probably <laughs> we'd have been all right. <laughs> but we ended up driving through these mountain passes in full-on blizzard conditions. <sighs> and I'm going to say 40 minutes outside of town. It was just raining at that point. But um, the windshield wipers broke. Click. Oh, man. And I'm driving. I'm like, man, I really don't care. You know, let's just do this. So, because that just doesn't bother me. I don't I don't care, man. So, off off we go. Well, we, hours later, are now on the top of this mountain range, blizzard conditions. Um, the van is sliding, so there's a trailer involved. Oh, so my I'm really, gosh. You know, and everyone's like, pull over. I'm like, and do what, man? Right, if please. we stop, well, we'll put chains on. We put chains on. We're never going to get going again. Just everyone be cool. And All right, Glenn, we trust you. Thanks, right. bros. And off we go up the hill. Well, Glenn, why are you driving with bags over your Oh, feet? but the, the van would, you know, kick out of the 30-degree angle, and there's a trailer back there and back and forth, and <laughs> that was challenging, but not the most challenging part. Remember, no windshield wipers. So the way we drove up that mountain with the van sliding and the trailer sliding around behind us. You didn't us, drive with your head out the window, did you? No, 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 no. It was, it was a little cold for that. Okay. Plus, when you got to control the vehicle that much, I couldn't have dangled out the window. I really needed to be behind the wheel. Okay. Oh, boy. For whatever reason, Mark's side of the windshield wasn't accumulating as much snow as mine. <laughs> so the way this operation worked was I was driving, trying to maintain as much momentum as possible. Momentum is the key to not getting stuck. My side of the windshield would just fill with snow and then i'm just looking at white <laughs> and mark was shotgun going okay a little to the left smooth smooth to the left oh you're a little too far yep keep it straight 
Okay, keep going straight. Stay straight. Okay, curve to the right, bro. Curve to the right. Yep, that's good. Stay on that line. Keep that straight. Curve to the right. You got your spotter. We did that for like an hour and a half, and maybe every 20 minutes enough snow would build up on my side of the windshield that it would all slide off. Oh, my God. It's, and like, I could, it's like when the kid is driving and he can't see above the, you know, remember like the, yeah. the movies? Yeah. Well, I, I always think about the U-boats, you know? Yeah. So it was like that. But it's Mark, like Baja racing. Yeah. He's got your navigator. Yeah. Totally. You, you got to listen to him. Yeah. You just got to hope. Little Did you to the ever... left, little to the left. And I don't know if everyone behind us was going, we're going to die, or if they were like, you know, Glenn and Mark are kind of pulling this off. No one really panicked. Everyone was cool. All my boys are cool. At what? that point, they're just resigned to whatever happens to you is just going to happen to you at that point and yeah. hopefully you can get through we this. drove like being that calm, for a while having the two of you do this calmly it, it, i mean if you guys were screaming like, he's like Go to the that might freak them out a little yeah. bit more mm. did you ever think maybe like did the thought of him steering with his arm come to mind i don't think it would have been as because i was driving quite a bit using the throttle like the, the angle of the yeah. vehicle had yeah. a lot to do with how i'm captain hindsight uh, how much <laughs> pressure i was putting on the gas pedal so it was best just to leave me in control even yeah. though i was blind and harris gave incredibly accurate instructions and we made it oh, actually a good one nathan kellum who's one of the he he runs our merch and he was the the big financer behind a lot of oh, our okay. tours nathan he did three tours in I was afghanistan about to say, he's the dude in the military right Nate, yeah, yeah, yeah nate's killer yeah. he did three tours in afghanistan we had the uh, RV in the trailer, and we were coming through the pass, and I had, I think I had just put a new carburetor on that thing, and I had really, it had to do with the mixture, basically, the way I had set the mixture, and when we were at that altitude and that cold, it kept wanting to stall. Well, when it stalls, power steering goes away, power brakes go away. Oh. And so we were going down a hill in traffic and stuff, and, and Nate, who got shot at for three years straight was really not feeling it. Like he was sitting shotgun. And I mean, you know, like, and it would shut off, and we would just start sliding towards the guardrail, and, you know, down over the cliff just after it. And I'd just start laughing like, nice! And I'm hitting the key, and and just no control over the vehicle. And Nate is just squirming. And finally, uh, you know, I just did like this madman cackle and I was like, no brakes, no steering. I love a challenge. Yeah. And Nate's like, dude, shut up, dude, shut up. Dude, yeah, shut right. Up. I miss <laughs> Afghanistan. I miss Afghanistan. Yeah, that was the funniest <laughs> part. I'm like, dude, you know, you've been in some major situations and this is wigging you out. And then the next time we went on a trip, he's like, you get the RV fixed. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to he's never set foot in a car with oh, Glenn man. again. No, no, no. He's like, you driving? He wanted me behind the wheel. He trusted was, it. Make sure, make sure Glenn drives. <laughs> but he was panicked, bro. I mean, just really not feeling it. And admittedly, it was a little more disturbing than I was letting on because... Yeah. Well, you got to be calm in that situation because if one dude's already in yeah. the sidecar, you know, S in his pants, yeah. you got to keep it together or else it's just all hell's going to break Oh, loose. yeah. We're 40-odd feet long and we weigh, I don't even want to guess, yeah. uh, thousands of pounds. Right. And yeah, man, when it would shut off... That was it. Damn, I mean, it dude. was just, oh, here we go. And we would just start sliding. And yeah, Nate, Nate, man. Um, I, I don't know if you guys remember on CNN, it was big news. Um, there was a small garrison of troops at a little station or whatever they're called. I've got terrible terminology, but. That's right. I have a brother in the Navy and I can't, I, I don't know. Well, I, it, I know how to spell Navy. Yeah, like a, it. it was like a little baby base and maybe 35 guys. And they got wailed on by several hundred insurgents. It made national news. Mm-hmm. And they didn't lose anybody, and I think the insurgents that attacked them were in the hundreds, and most of those guys got taken out, and they okay. survived that attack. 
Nate was in that attack. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that dude has seen some business. Yeah. So that's what made it so hilarious to me. That the thing that terrified him yeah, again. I noticed they, <laughs> they figured everyone else yeah, in the right? vehicle would be freaking out, but Nate, you could whip a machete at him, and he's good. And he's a tough little rock of a human being, right. man. And I say little because he's a little itty-bitty guy, but man... I would put him against the biggest mofo you could find, and they yeah. made it. Nate would drop him and be like, "I don't know why. I didn't want to have to hit him, but I had to hit him." He's I mean, more scared of Glenn than Al Qaeda. Yeah, no, right. I don't think he was scared of me. I think he was scared of the situation. Like, yeah, it just it just killed me that that Nate freaked wow. out that badly. He was oh, really not that, feeling that. That is very funny. That's hilarious. The odds of that. Oh, just, dude, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. dude, that is great. So, all right, sorry, I'll stop telling car stories. No, 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 totally <laughs> not. I wanted to die, before I forget anything. Um, I, because I obviously, as I we've learned in the beginning, I'm a terrible promoter. I meant to mention this last week. I want to mention it now before I forget. And I do want to talk a little <laughs> bit about something that the three of us got to be a, a part of, although at different times over the weekend. Uh, but Glenn, you've got a good show coming up uh, with your with your blues band. Oh yes, um, at Highway 99 Blues Club. Yeah, uh, Highway 99 Blues Club. Uh, I've always wanted to play there, mm-hmm. um, and I, I have a blues project that I started basically when window pane was in downtime, I go nuts if I don't play. So I, I ended up starting this blues project. And at first it was a rotating group of, you know, drummer, bass player, drummer, bass player. And then I finally landed on two amazing guys, Wesley Peterson and Jeff, Jeff. Eason. Oh, Jeff is, I, Wes yeah. is too, but oh, Jeff yeah. is one of the Monster. most amazing yeah. bass players you'll ever so, hear. He played, he still plays with late September dogs, late September dogs. Yeah. Um, he plays with uh, something of war or something. Oh uh, man. I can't remember the name of his other, but he goes and plays with Larry Mitchell. Who's a world famous guitar yeah, player. Jeff's a, a pimp. He was, blessed to play drum play bass with me one time that was pretty cool oh yeah yes yeah. well yeah well then you know but yeah, I, at this amazing. point i've got this he makes me want to be better oh, as a drummer dude, like he's, he's that good so I, i've got a world-class rhythm section behind me mm-hmm. and at that point it was like well man let's start writing songs and so now we actually have a fistful of songs and we always end up playing you know everett or, or down in tacoma or whatever and we've never played seattle before so um Jeff Rouse from the Guessing Game, yep. you know he's he's back home, and uh, he put the Guessing Game back together, and it's their return show. It's like their premiere. The Guessing Game's oh, back. Yeah, yeah. I jammed on drums with them one time. Yeah, for man. a song I did. We did a Ramones cover. They brought me up on stage, and I, I played on Sean's drums, which was the hardest drums I've ever played on in my life. <laughs> he, I, I, I joke with him about it before. Sean's one of my favorite drummers. He's a phenomenal drummer, but he plays a style. Where and all drummers have different setups, but typically I could work with anybody's drum kit unless you're, you know, the drummer of a lefty. Uh, ten miles wide. Yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will's a, a lefty, but Sean has his, <clears throat> his snare drum tilted uh, away from him. What does he play? Traditional? I don't know what how to. I is don't know what trad it, grip. You know where he's no, no, no. He plays regular. He plays like weird, but he has it so like like imagine like uh, I, I know for people it's that are angled watching, away from you. Like basically. imagine like this is the snare drum in front of me. Yeah, it's tilted like this, so the rim is the first thing my stick is going. Yeah, to you're hit. just gonna bang yeah. on the rim all the time. And and that I could not. I tried, and it was so hard to play. I did, <laughs> but it was so hard. And I know I don't want to be that guy for one song to remove his snare drum. Why? 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 Yeah, it was. And I'm just trying to play. Believe a miracle. So yeah. it's like bang, da, 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 and every hit's like king, king, right. King. It's like I get the snare in the shots. first, but on the accent, I'm hitting the rim. <laughs> so it was the hardest thing That's in the world awesome. to do. But uh, they're an amazing band. We've had Great them on. The, band. We've had them on yeah. the mix cast before. So it's it's their return, and then they've got Will Moore's project, the Adarna, uh, mm-hmm. opening as well. And then Jeff hit me up and was like, "Hey man, I don't know what you got going on. I don't know what Windowpane has going on." And kind of hipped him to what Windowpane has a foot right now. And I'm like, "But dude." 
my blues project's a legit thing, and I've never done a show in Seattle, and I've always wanted to play Highway 99. Nice. And he was like, done. So that's I'm February really, 3rd. That is Friday, February 3rd um, mm-hmm. at Highway 99 Blues Club. If you go to the Highway 99 website, or if you just search The Guessing Game on Facebook, and you should find the event page almost immediately, um, this week you can still get your tickets for just 10 bucks. They're 15 but you can get them for 10 bucks, and you type in the promo code Kathy's Barf Bag, which I think they <laughs> did. for their <laughs> Kathy Moore yeah, from their band? Yeah, I think they did that to mess with Kathy Moore. I when Kathy. I saw that promo code, and literally I'd promote it, and I'd put in parentheses, seriously. <laughs> Kathy oh, with a C or with a K? K. K? Okay, gotta be a K. It's good yep. to know. Yeah, Kathy's barf bag. Although, no no apostrophe <laughs> necessary. Uh, we're just going to imply <laughs> ownership amazing. without the apostrophe. That's but yeah, great. Um, you can get tickets for that online, and, and I'm super excited about it, man. It's it's the first time my blues project has ever played Seattle. Yeah, we're doing. You know, we're going to do a grip of our own stuff, but like the covers we do are like SRV, Cold Shot, ZZ Top, Tush, Beer Drinkers, and Hellraisers. Oh, so some fun um, bluesy rock songs. Uh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. We're going to groove, uh, just rocking stuff. And then we kind of got known for doing a cover of Two Tickets in a Room by The Walking Papers. Um, I think we were the only band in town to cover The Walking Papers. Of course, I now The walk- Walking Papers is no more. Yeah. And that, so, was, and that was Jeff from uh, Static Land and uh, yeah, Missionary Position. That's and correct. Post Arm Depression with Duff McKagan. And Barrett Martin. Barrett Martin on yeah, drums. And ben. Mike, Mike ben on keys. Ben yeah. on keys. And Mike McCready might have played guitar in a couple songs. He was on two tracks, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Great band. So we, we were like, dude, let's cover two tickets. Why not? And mm-hmm. we have a blast doing it. And I, it's that's in the song. set list now, but we have a 45 minute set. So we had to do away, like Robin Trower, we do a mean cover of Bridge of Size, but it's like eight minutes long. And so we had to really, because we only have 45 minutes, That's we're a having a huge to, chunk of your time there. Y- yeah. Which so is awesome, if but... we don't do two tickets in a room, which I always enjoy doing, especially in Seattle, because people are like, dude, they're actually covering the walking papers. How cool is that? You know, I bet we're the only. That's the song. This is a great song. Yeah. So this is, and the one time I didn't put it in our set, Wes was like, uh, hey, man. Uh, what's up with the uh, two tickets? I'm like, oh, I thought we'd do. And he's like, mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the universal sign of, you know, you should probably put yeah, that back so in. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. why don't I put it back in the set? And he's like, that'd be cool, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the equivalent of him just being like, interesting. Yeah. You're like, why is it interesting? But, uh, you know, I think this, the way we play it anyway, is about a five to six minute tune. And uh, so that's another thing. It's a time constraint. Yeah. So, but this is a, this gives you an idea what the band's like. It's all, I call it a blues project, which it is. It's like dirty. It's, you know I mean? dirty I, I started calling it gutter blues. You know, yeah. like if Slash had to stick with us within a certain parameter, maybe this would be what he does. This is the music that gives you like that stank face thing going. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> stank yeah. face. Mm, do it. Give it to me. A song written about a dude's lady having too much to drink and getting him incarcerated in the process. Never paid attention to the lyrics. That's what it's about. That's all. He's talking about they're on vacation, they're just getting hammered, having drinks, then she blacks out, turns into a full-on four-alarm nightmare, Uh, and then it, you know, ends up running around in the streets and stuff, and the cops show up and they arrest him. Because uh, he's trying to subdue her, and you know, and whenever there's a domestic call, they, so yeah, they take the poor guy to jail. Damn. Um, and then he, in the end, he just sings the reprise, "The nights the light went out, the night the lights went out in Vegas," over and over again. I need you to know. pay attention to the lyrics.
lyrics more. That's great. <laughs> Dude, honestly, uh, yeah, Jeff's lyrics, he's, almost all of his lyrics, he's telling a story, and it's usually about a woman or about a relationship every single time. I love But they're it. great stories. They're I, great stories. You remember Post on Depression? Sure. I remember seeing That was them. where I first knew him That's from. me too. Yeah. First time I saw them was at, I don't know what it was called. It's now El Corazon. It might have been Graceland. It might have been Sub-Zero. It might have been, right. I, have, I can't remember. Yeah, it was the off-ramp Sub-Zero Graceland. The off-ramp. No, L. Graceland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it was, it was, uh. Sheesh. It was the off-ramp twice. It was. And I think it was Graceland twice. <laughs> and then Sub-Zero was, was in the middle. Yeah. 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 I and, only remember it as the Graceland. Oh, man. Yep. It's like every six months you'd go in there and it was the same place with a different name. <laughs> and, and did not look any different. That's right. It was hilarious. Yeah. They might have changed, like, maybe, like, some of the upholstery on, like, whatever, on, like, some of the Those, the, the those booths, weird booths. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, fun, the fuzzy booths and whatever. But, yeah, I, I remember seeing them there and they... I'll never forget, visually, they were so cool. Yeah. Like, they uh. look like rock stars, and especially Jeff. I remember they performed. They had no lights going on stage. They wired up, like, just like, you know, like, uh, basically a flashlight that was plugged into a socket with a cord and hung it from the light lighting grid. That's cool. Over him. So it just felt like an interrogation the whole time that they were oh, performing. Wow, cool. There was just such a, like, I mean, like you said, gutty, a gutter vibe. Yeah, vibe. Yeah. yeah. It was so awesome, man. Yeah. And I remember falling in love with that band right off the get-go because that of that. reminds me, and I need to, you don't, okay, I'll have to loan you, Rev's about to start just ripping on me. I'll have to loan you a VHS video cassette ah, player. VHS. I could transfer it to DVD. Because I have a VHS <laughs> video cassette of Mother Love Bone performing... At the off ramp. Oh, dude! I'll put. A, I could wow. throw that on a DVD for us. Wow. It was one of those passed from a friend to a friend of a friend on the same tape. I'd That's love right. To You're a Pearl Jam nut. That's history, yeah. right on there. On the same tape, I have Pearl Jam performing at Pain in the Grass before Ten broke. I've seen that on YouTube. So literally, there's people just. Chilling. Yeah. Stand yeah. That's the no, one where it's mid, okay. midway through yeah. the set, someone throws at a basketball from the crowd, and he dribbles it for a while and throws it back. And my understanding is that was Abraziz's first show with the band. And that was... It was before 10 broke. People were like, oh, these guys are good, and they're just standing there watching. Mm-hmm. And for those that may be <laughs> either younger or new to Seattle and think of Pain in the Grass as the show at the Gorge that, or at, at, at White River Amphitheater that we put on. No, before it was that, Pain in the Grass was a free show that would happen at the Seattle Center on the mural yeah. stage. Yeah, right mm-hmm. under the Space Needle, I my old band, yeah. Peter yeah. Parker, we got to play it one year. And that was uh. like the coolest thing ever. I remember seeing Mud Honey perform mm-hmm. at those, but I've seen that video. And if you look it up on YouTube, it's unbelievable. I didn't realize it was at Dave Abruzzi's uh, first. I th- uh, was told Still by the guy. One of early ones. It was one of those things back when cats would. I don't know if this happened for everyone, but just like you used to trade cassettes. Yep. I had buddies that had bootleg like VHSs. Yeah. I had all of Nine Inch Nails uh, Woodstock performance when they were covered in mud. I had the whole because when they when they put out the Woodstock thing, yep. it was edited. I had the whole show. I had Primus featuring Jerry Cantrell. I had Cantrell. the whole show, too. That's so funny. And, and it was one of those, dude, I tell you what, man, if you let me borrow that and rip it, I've got Mother Love Bone wow. at Elko. And I'm like, man, or, well, Elko now. Right. Um, Sub-Zero Grace. And it's really crappy. You can tell. I mean, this was back when a camcorder was like the size of a bazooka. And the quality was worse than what our cell phones oh, could do it's now. Terrible. Like, the audio could not. Like, it's so funny now. This little cell phone can get better recording yeah. Yeah. than a giant video It's camera. all washed out. But yep. I mean. It's it's cool. It's it's a piece of history, big time. And I remember. I have. I remember watching on YouTube. There's a Mother Love Bone performance at like uh, the Kent Skate Park or whatever it was. Uh, and, and man, it's so cool. But it's so crappy quality. I will like 
even if maybe you know a guy that can rip that to DVD. For I have or a VHS to DVD transfer thing. I will bring you. Yeah, that I'll cassette. here comes I'll, the entire collection of Glenn's. Uh, yeah. all yeah. of his VHS. Hey man, can you bounce all these porns sure. to DVD? <laughs> <laughs> can you put them on a thumb drive for me, buddy? Probably. <laughs> Just drop no, for sure, man. That would be awesome. I'll I bring that. it to you. I remember when I was a You're kid. You freak. I had, and I don't have it. I don't think anymore. I wish I did. I'm sure it's on YouTube too. Everything is. Um, it was a Rage Against the Machine concert before they broke big. Oh, and there's like three people watching. Have you um, seen that one? I have seen that one outside. Yeah, they're it's like in that. a park and no one cares. They're playing like on a college campus. Yeah, people outside. are walking by with funnel cake. Like well, these guys are rapping. I mean, no <laughs> one cares. Bro, I remember in college and we they had, still rocked. And we, we used to see bands do that all the time and walk by. I was like, oh, I've got to get to lunch. Yeah. You know? But no, it was at the 9:30 club in. Oh, and that's in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, right. dude. I, I would imagine it's a small club. It smallish. Yeah. Smallish. You know, I would say centralish size, okay. maybe a little wider, a few hundred. Yeah, a few hundred. And it was a, it was their boot, yeah, maybe a little bigger. It was a bootleg of that, and it was unbelievable. It I was rage at the nine thirty. Rage at the oh, nine thirty, and I also have a Beastie Boys at the nine thirty. I don't know why, but whoever I know at the time recorded a lot of stuff at that club. Hey, that's cool. It was so awesome, man. Yeah. And the yeah. rage one, I'm, I got to see if it's on YouTube because it was. It's just mind-blowing how intense that band was. Oh, they were great. I man. never got to see them live. So. I never did e- I never yeah. did either. Never did either. Man. Oh, man. So, again, I just want, before I forget, again, Glenn and his uh, blue streak. <laughs> yeah, we, we derailed, but it's the Adarna, the return of the guessing game. That's our bro Jeff Rouse. Um, and then, you know, my blues project, which is just S-kicking, in-your-face, dirty, gritty rock and roll. Gutter blues. Uh, and we may or, may or may not cover two tickets in a room. Well, now you got to. No, I don't. Okay. Well, actually, Wes will probably be like, dude. Excuse me, I thought we were going to do two tickets in a room. Well, it's in drop D, and so then I, 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 I slid Neil Young's. Wants, no, I don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do what I want. I'll do what I want. I lost my CD somewhere, so I'm going to have to do a study on the lyrics again. I'll just listen to the podcast. It can make it That's right. talking over it. You'll hear it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I got most of them memorized. Well, we're talking about music, and I know we'll talk more about this next week because we're going to have our boys in Wyatt Only in the Wreckage to come into world premiere, their brand new single that they recorded, but we all got to go to the studio. Uh, I missed you guys because it was the same day as the Seahawks uh, playoff game uh, against against the Detroit Lions, so I ended up bouncing before you guys got there. I got like, there early. Yeah, I think were. I yeah. just missed you. But while we were texting that day, I was oh, I was at the studio yeah. hanging out with those guys while we were texting, and I left around like right before four in the afternoon. Yeah, I got uh, yeah. I was there oh, for a couple hours. When I sent hours. you that photo of me that appeared on Facebook, of yeah, me, I thought me, you were a chick, dude. It was like me in eighty nine. I guess it would have been. Um, yeah, and I was yeah. like, no way. Yeah. But no, that was hilarious because my wife was like, oh, God, look funny. at that look on your face. You look so cute. And she's like, I, I, if I was in high school, I, I totally would have effed you. I totally. And I'm like, really? I'm like, man, I wish I would have known that when I was a kid that I could have that effect. And she's like, oh, yeah, that, that look that you're giving is really, you know, it's working <laughs> for me. You're like, no kidding. So we're having this kind of fun exchange. This and that funny. was the backdrop for, I sent that to you and Steve to give you a laugh. Yeah. Well, Steve shoots me back a similar era photo of him. Mullet. And I'm awful like, sweater. I'm yeah. like, nice. And I showed it to my wife. And because her and I had been having this, like, this I would have totally, she's like, uh, I would not have effed him in high school. <laughs> and, and, my, and my response was, well, she's just like every other girl that saw me back in those days. So I've got voice to text because we're driving at this point. 
and she sees me hit the thing on my phone and go, dude, Tawny just said, quote, I would not have effed him in high school, end quote. <laughs> and Tawny's dying. Like, don't send that. Don't send that. <laughs> Sent. She's like, he's not going to understand. I'm like, oh, I did. Perfect. <laughs> I was laughing my Even ass off. Oh, my response Tawny was, was like, dying. Minutes, I mean, like a second after, I'm like, well, she's just like every other girl oh, I knew yeah, back in dude. those days. So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said, sure. um, you know, we were just having a laugh. My wife, my wife chose to be most unkind. Yeah, she was. <laughs> Kind, but she was being real. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about our experience, but it was a great time. It just, once again, I know Glenn and I, we've talked for a while. One of these days, we're going to write some songs and, and, and record some stuff just yeah, for the fun of it all. And, and, and that experience, in addition to the Beat Migs experience, really... It just made me realize you never been like in a bad relationship and you get in a good relationship and you realize, wow, oh, so this is what it's like to be in a good relationship. It can be mm-hmm. fun. It was so much fun hanging out with those guys in the studio. The 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 love that they have for each other was infectious. It was just like it was really supportive and it just made me realize, wow, all these years of me hating studios and recording was because my bandmates, we were all so miserable. Yeah. None of us were supportive. All of us were always looking for a reason to yell at the other person. Oh, it's yeah. supposed to be fun. Man. It wasn't. It, yeah. I used to cringe. I was so nervous because, of course, all the pressure's on the drummer. Like, everything starts with the drummer. If you don't get a good take, it's all downhill from there. So as, as I would struggle, nobody would help bring me back up. Everybody would be like, stop sucking. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Like, how do you just stop sucking? Well, like, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Even, I mean ask my wife. We, 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 hey! We've been at it long enough that we've gone through a couple of those. Yeah. I call it the creative meat grinder, um, where just you're so there's so much pressure to do well, and there's so much second guessing as a result of your goals and mm-hmm. the pressure to do well and the lack of measurable success to a degree, and and so it becomes this thing where every idea gets dissected and torn apart and reworked and rewritten 20 times. And, yep. it, you know, we went through that period and it was ugly. But even at that time, I don't think any of us were like, you know, I hate you, man. I mean, it was lots of frustration, lots of pressure, lots of anger. But we would suffer that. And then, you know, we'd come out the back end of it and be like, Whew, man, that was a dark period of time. <laughs> yeah. And you, well, this is what I was going through. Oh, and this is what I was going through. Yeah. And oh, that's what Sean was facing. And you start realizing individually we weren't all lined up and there was a lack of community. But, you know, we always come out the other side of it. And, you know, and even with the last record, a lot of that went on. And we were able to look back and be like, man, we created a great body of work. Yeah. Oh, but and you absolutely did. It never hit that, you know, stop sucking. Oh, uh, it did. You for know, us. Yeah. like, it yeah. Was, it, 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 it was like, it was cool. I mean, because it is a lot of pressure on a musician. Yeah, because everything's being committed to tape it can. or to, to digital. Well, and file. even the writing process, and it, it, it's a lot of times if you weather that storm. I mean, we're writing again now, and it's just been super exciting. Yeah, because everyone is on the same page. Everyone, there's no little hiccups that need to be worked out on personal levels. We're all just stepping in there and being creative. And I mean, we put together a song just last night that's super excited about and just, awesome. it's just flowing like a river. I'm just saying all bands have their ups and downs. It just sounds like, oh, sadly, Peter Parker was mostly down. It was. <laughs> oh, that's a drag. And, and, and you know, man. in a weird way, I think that contributed to maybe like the, the, the vibe of the music. And, and you know, I mean, looking back on, I'm very proud of those records. Yeah. I could nitpick all, all day long um, all of my can. parts, but sure. even like when we were in Wyatt's, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when they come in next week uh, to, to to play the song, which I I know we can all say with complete confidence, it's going to blow people's minds. Oh, I've, yes. I've, I've heard the roughs, and yeah. it's it's really just a rip rock and chainsaw of a song. Yeah, it's, it, it, it puts all of them 
it gives all of them a chance to shine. Like Ooh. it's so rare to see, hear a song where every musician shines mm-hmm. so bright. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? It's like that. Well, I don't think we explained that. The Wyatt and the Boys just tracked a new single, but they invited all three of us to come participate in the tracking of that. Yes. That's why we were all with them. I don't yes. think we gave anyone that backdrop. That's a good point. No, I didn't. I just realized <laughs> that. I'm like, we haven't referenced this no, at we all. We just totally hung just out with showed them. Up. So our bros and Wyatt only in the record. We didn't even know they were going to be there. We <laughs> yeah. just picked the studio to show up We to. were at Don Gunn's studio, and they showed up. Yeah. Willie was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Willie, Willie, why are you so, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so, we all got invited to be a part of the tracking of that single in, in various ways, which was a really cool, fun thing. I'm looking forward to playing that next week. Yeah. I, it's going to be a really, really... I think anyone who loves our podcast and loves Wyatt's band, you guys are going to love it, too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I wanted to play this since we did talk about Rage Against the Machine. I, <laughs> so, I always say whenever like you're dealing with anything, in my head, this is how I handle like if I'm battling depression or if I'm battling just in like just being in a rut. I always I joke about it, but I mean it. It's like, hey, find something fun to do because mm-hmm. if you're doing something fun as opposed to just sitting around wallowing in self pity, it might not cure your depression, but at least it's going to make your day better. You know what I mean? So in a sense, like when I'm having a tough time, I'll watch like a movie that I love. Or I like to go push down senior citizens like that's, when I'm you know sad. I haven't tried that yet, but I think I will today. Yeah, or children. Watching children fall is very funny. Always. I don't yes. know if I would want to be the Spraying person. Spraying them with a fire hose. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> sure. Or like listening to a good song, whatever it may be. Take a drink from the fire hose. <laughs> so last week, I, I don't know why, like I had- Fine, fine, Weird Al reference, my brother. <laughs> uh, I totally- UHF. Oh, dude. Oh, with Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Great it's movie. It's a fine film. I just like to pretend that that's still Kramer. <laughs> it is just another thing that he got into. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very Kramer-esque. Yeah, yeah that's, the character. What, that's what Kramer was doing for extra cash. Yeah, like almost like they're like, we need to find a guy, and then they're watching you and Chef, and they're like, that's the guy for the show. Probably. <laughs> if anyone out there is confused, a long time ago, Weird Al Yankovic made a or Yankovic. I don't know Yankovic. Th- Yankovic. Yep. Thank you. Uh, so uh, he made a full length feature film that was screened in theaters yep. that did well. Called UHF, and you can probably find it on the old interweb. But yeah, and UHF you know, was a uh, frequency on your television that wasn't network television. It was almost right. like a modern history lesson. Well, from you the had if, yes. if you had we had the little brown box at my house, yep. so you had UHF, which was all your broadcast channels, Channel Forty Five, and HBO. Yep. And it was this thing where you'd go click, and then you got Channel 45, yep. which is where you'd watch like Battlestar and Charlie's Angels and whatnot. And UWF and, Wrestling. And then click, <laughs> and then you get HBO, home box office. Yep. But if you went to UHF, click, then uh, yeah. you got channels one through 37 or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And sometimes if the weather was nice, you had like one extra channel. Yeah. <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> it was right. so, so crazy. Yeah. But well, that right. was state of the art 1980, man. I was pumped when we got that antenna. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, my, my options have grown to two more channels yeah Yeah. frick yeah (laughs) so last week i don't know why i had a day here i was here at work and i just felt like the entire world was collapsing on me like one of those moments where you're like i think i'm gonna have a panic attack i might snap on somebody he had done too much molly his serotonin was tremendously drained just gone (laughs) i forgot but you're right that was the problem Um, so i'm sitting in the office and i'm on facebook and i'm miserable and my buddy jason posted a video and all it said was, this is the worst cover band known to man. And, I'm and like, it was me playing two tickets in a room. <laughs> it was weird. It was Glenn Cannon's Blues Trio. <laughs> Covering so two tickets. You had footage of Jeff Angel puking in the background. Like, whoa. Actually, it was Jeff. It wasn't my friend Jason. It was Jeff. He's like, I can't believe my friend Glenn covered this. 
<laughs> I've never met him. You never met Jeff? I've never met him. I've I mean, I've heard cooler. he's a sweetheart of a guy. I've just never met him. So nice. We'll have to get him on the podcast. Yeah, I, I know Barrett. I've met Barrett a couple times. I've oh. met Mike. He's real nice. Um, ben, I know Ben. I've never met Jeff. Wow, he's an awesome so dude. He probably has no idea I even cover his tune, but I just thought it was a cool <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. You know? That's even cooler. Well, and in window pane, we've covered Stella 7. We've covered Tempered Cast. We've covered Alki Diggins. We always mm-hmm. like to cover our, our friends' peers because yep. no one sees it coming. We and used to so, do that with Peter Parker. We cover Harvey Danger. Yeah, dude. It's one, cool. And one time we covered um, Damien Gerardo, who's like a great singer songwriter from around town we did this song called Paxel we took like a folky song and turned it into like this really like an ear effing of right, a song right. like right and it, it actually wound up being our oddly enough it's like a seven minute song where three minutes is a song and maybe about four minutes is just feedback right and KEXP played the hell out of that song <laughs> like that became nice. our quote unquote hit like cool. the one time where we had any traction was that it was that well our singer sent him a message said hey can I get the lyrics our band wants to cover it and he was like awesome and he sent the lyrics and it's a song about like depression and stuff Paxel it's called and then I, from what I heard, he heard it and it was just like, oh, all right. Like he didn't like. He wasn't He stoked. did not like our version, <laughs> oh. which was like, oh, dagger. We're still going to play it, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've, our I've, song I've now. Never, I've never, well, like Porn Jam, um, I think actually Will Moore from the Adarna did uh, House of Cards. So, But other than that, I'm not aware of anyone ever covering a windowpane tune. And we've covered Underride, too. But that was the thing in the blues trio. I'm like, man. Have you guys heard this record? Yeah, and this was this was before that project came to an end and Jeff started his next chapter, but uh that was how that came about. Like, dude, yeah. let's let's no one's gonna cover no one in Seattle is covering walking papers. I think it's awesome let's when bands do, do that. It. I think it's so it's such a great yeah. it just shows camaraderie in the scene, yeah, in well, my opinion. At the time and, and a love for the you scene. You know, at the time those guys it, it was really getting hot, you know what I mean, for yeah. that band. It was cool. And so it was cool these people be out like Oh, no way. You know, it was fans of that band that had probably seen him the weekend before, right. caught him at a big show, and then they walk into wherever, and we blast into that, and it's like, dude, really? Yeah. You know, and that's why we were doing it. You know, so, it's, uh, it's fun. I want to, should I find the Damien Gerardo version first, just so you can kind of get a taste of that? Okay. You know what? I'll do that. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> you know, all go over there and dunk on that thing right there. <laughs> Want to hear another car story? (laughs) So this is the Damien Gerardo version of that song. I'll just fast forward a little bit so we don't have to. Yeah, Steve's not into foreplay. (laughs) No, I just want to get right to the banging. (laughs) Ask my wife. Hey. Hey. Hello. That's just because I'm not there to cue the glorious uh, theme. Glorious. Glorious. (laughs) Steve shot a load right on the wall. He's notorious. Glorious. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this nice. is nice and dissonant. This yeah. is great. So this is his version. It's almost like Shudder to Think meets... I don't know why, but I love that dissonant yeah, like, really? lo-fi. Yeah, it's cool. And so now here's us. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go a little bit ahead. And he didn't dig it? Well, I don't think, I think he, it's cool. Right. I think he probably liked this part, maybe, but then as it goes along. 
now we just turned it into this weird noise part. I think I'm it's awesome. that. Yeah. I mean, instantly <laughs> I was like, oh. I like it. This yeah. Is killer. Yeah, screw you. Maybe he liked it. He just doesn't act like he, he likes it. He didn't know how to admit that he thought it was cool. And again, I've only heard this from secondhand. So you know how it is. I don't want to be that guy. I like your version better. Thank you. Seriously. He's not even handing me money, boys and girls. Like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. So then at some point, it... Sorry. Now, this part... <laughs> This goes on for a long time, right here. Getting your Pink Floyd metal on. It's like Echoes, 12 minutes long, or no, it's the whole second side of that album. So it's about 30 minutes long, but I think I think 17 minutes of it is Whale Song. The best part about this part is- Even when I was stoned, I'd fast forward. When we recorded it, we didn't record with a click track at all. So we didn't really factor in that like, our singer's gonna have to figure out when to start singing before my drums kick back in. It was such a process, because it was just like trying to find that moment for him to start, because he starts the part and then the drums kick in. But we didn't, we didn't like make any cues for the recording process. So, yes. okay. Yeah, so it's just like, well, yes. So I'll fast forward for a little bit on this. And see, this is like, it's, this is my issue with like uh, the Francis the Mute album by Mars Volta, which yeah. I love. But if you're with me in my car, like I'll jam a tune and it's for like four minutes while I get to the next song. Right. You know, that uh, that Miranda sang tune and when Miranda sang. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that song. That song starts with four minutes of this. And this goes on for like a good two, three minutes of just... Which, which I dig. Live, it's awesome. Yeah. Because people just get sucked into this world, typically because most people who watch this were stoned. <laughs> and then when it kicks back in, you're like, whoa. Oh, you nailed it. Yeah, right. For guessing. Took a lot of takes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I'm um, getting back to the whole thing. So yeah, feeling like crap. I'm just miserable. And I go on my friend's page, and he posts this video, and he titles it, The Worst Cover of a Rage Against the Machine song I've ever heard. I did a whole blog about it today, just because I thought it was so entertaining. And I'm not playing this to make fun of the band, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm making. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up just because it, it conjured up many years of playing music when the show was just not going well. And I'm sure you've had those moments as well. I've had some neat ones. All right, well... I'm gonna sweat sock over the microphone at the center one time. I was getting hit so hard, getting zapped in the teeth by the mic because uh, of a grounding issue. So you put a sock over the mic? I got so desperate. My hair was sweaty, so the electricity was jumping into my hair and burning my face. Ah! And finally, I was like, hang on, everyone. Club's packed. I took my boot off, took my sock off, put my sock over the mic, pulled my boot back on, and was like, let's rock. And I'm sure everyone was like, what the hell? But that little layer of sweat-laden cotton... Was just enough to keep the current from jumping into my wow. front teeth. Oh, I'd be seeing it was just whack, 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 whack. Oh, it was brutal. Do, do you have so, pictures of that? No. Oh. I had another good one too, where I, I inhaled a huge lock of hair and I couldn't get it free. And I went in behind my stack to try and dig the hair out, and I had my hand down my mouth, and I just 
puked into my hand, and then I wiped it on the curtain, the backstage oh, curtain. I was behind my stack, though. Uh-huh. So I came around and started the next song, and what I didn't realize is everyone on Mark's side of the stage could see behind my stack, so everyone in front of me was like, yeah! And everyone in front of Mark's like, whoa. It's like, I didn't know we were going to a Gigi Allen show. Oh, dude, right? Yeah, it was so bad. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the song that actually turned my spirit around. I was in the you office. You felt better about like, yourself. Like a maniac laughing. <laughs> oh. Because, because no, wait until you hear this. It honestly sounds it like, like... fronted by Elmer Fudd or something? <laughs> no. It sounds like... Freedom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like each member of the band is starting at a different time. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's a mental... Oh, there. Wait till the drums kick in. It's going to hurt. The look Glenn has right now. Guitar player, bass player, playing in different keys. (laughs) Stop looking at me like that, Glenn. You're freaking me out, man. Get ready, everybody. Whoa. Avant-garde, baby. And there's people Are they serious this. or were they kidding? <laughs> I don't think they're serious. This look at Glenn's face is the greatest it's look I've amazing. ever seen in my life. He is so puzzled by what's going on. I just want to throw out, and, and even musicians tend to forget this, music is a listening art. Let me say that again. Music is a listening art. In other words, to, you want to listen to what the other guy's doing and try and do what compliments. It's like they're not listening to each no. other. And they're in the same room. It's like they're not listening to each other at all. Like no one notices. Oh, the crowd was like killing you. Why are they still cheering? Are they adults or are they like 12? Early 20s? He's speaking a different language in this part, which I appreciate because he's probably cursing, right? This part they got. Oh, here we go. Get ready for this. I think I'm a douche. Oh, it's like they do with the Tolia in German or something. He's having people in the crowd sing with him. How? <laughs> with what frame of reference? It's like they're not listening to each other. The bass player's not listening that to the drummer. The guitar player's not listening to either of those guys. The singer's not listening to his ba- No one's listening to each other. Except for the... So, so no one's going, dude, dude, wait, wait, wait. We're not synced up. And the guitar player never went, dude, dude, dude. You're playing at knee and I'm playing at nay. No, it's like no one's listening. And the crowd did not seem to mind. That was the most amazing part. I'm watching this in the crowd singing along. It's insane. Play to your crowd, man. I mean, Play I've heard some crowd. bad stuff, but that 
It's the worst cover known to man. It's like four guys that can't count and are sadly also tone deaf started a band. Fortunately, they went and played the Tone Deaf Cafe, yeah. where no one noticed that things were a bit askew. Very I mean, accepting. What the hell? It's like an episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> I just imagine me and Tony sitting at the bar at that gig, power drinking, knowing that those guys probably just got signed to Century Media. <laughs> and they, they played a filled room. You know how it is. Bands, good I bands. I wonder if they'll be asked nobody. <laughs> well, they had a good crowd and the people were happy. So they probably will. Which got me then going down the rabbit hole of bad covers. And oh, I, no. I remember many, many years That's ago. That's incredible. This is still one of the greatest. I mean, I've heard some bad stuff, but how do you not notice that you're not playing with your drummer? How do you not notice? Illusions of grandeur. But they did notice they were able to lock in for the one part. No, so that was a happy accident. Okay. <laughs> There's point. no way I'm going to believe that that maelstrom is everyone suddenly went, oh, wait, 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 wait let's right, get this Bob part Ross. right. <laughs> dude, let's put a happy squirrel right in the middle of this. Way to spin that one. No, dude, no way. Have you ever heard the cover of uh, Pink Floyd by a band? It's also, cons- oh, here we go. This one's, at least the band's kind of playing together, but it's... It's bad. I love how he mimics the delay effect. I did that at the castle when we were covering that Beastie Boys song and he about fell off his drum throat. Listen to your drummer. Listen fun. to your drummer. I'm enjoying playing this for yeah. Glenn. This is like waterboarding Glenn here. It is. <laughs> Wait till it all kicks in. Just listen to the drummer and you'll be better. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, maybe the drummer's the problem. I don't know. I think he might be. <laughs> That's called a dramatic pause. I don't even know why you guys are laughing. <laughs> oh. It's like the bass player. Somewhere Sid Barrett's corpse is just writhing, even though he had nothing to do with this. Spinning. Just by association. David Gilmore, that's why he looks so old these days. He was good, then this happened. And that painting that he has hidden in his attic aged. Wouldn't it be amazing to have, like, Roger Waters in here to listen to this? Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I know. They'd be like... Well, good on them for trying. Good luck. Like right now, at least they're kind of on. They're following the drummer almost. Uh, wait for the. I become comfortable the dumb part. You gotta listen to each other. I call this jazz. <laughs> Gutter blues. Yeah. Oh, the bass player just. Bass player just leaps out in front of the band. He's taking it home four measures early. Oh, God. <laughs> man, it's 
I always used to say, as a guitarist, I mean, uh-huh. the interesting thing is, even the worst band you've ever seen, a band that you think's terrible, you can learn something from them. Like as a guitarist, you know, that guy's doing something you never thought to do. Right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing to be learned from this. That was a solid guitar solo. If he, if he did his own little uh, rate knob. Oh, the money shot right there. That was the crowd. <laughs> if he did his own uh, rate knob, they'd be like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> like, I know this song is a little, it's about heroin, but I don't know if you should take heroin before playing it. Jeez. Getting into character there. Most guys on Smack play this smoother. <laughs> oh. Let's just float that one. Float it like a turd in a punch bowl. Float that one all day long. <laughs> How did you get this bootleg of the Glen Cannon Blues Trio? How did you get your hands on that? Catch them at the Highway 99 Blues Club. <laughs> February 3rd opening up for the guessing game. How do we fly these guys out to perform? Dude, dude. The, 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 the band's called, like, A Trip to the Dentist. I mean, it turns out they're doing it on purpose. And it's like a psyop. They want to see if they can make someone collapse. Obviously, it's terrible. It makes me think of, like, the early... I mean, whenever someone's like, oh, how hard is it to be in a band? Uh, I think we've answered it's, that question. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how hard it's is it? This hard. Like, and somebody booked them. Probably not twice. <laughs> yeah, man. Like he's just talking, right? not playing with the drummer. They're just not listening to each other at all. No one's counting. The drummer's trying. But the band should at least try and stick. Yeah, you gotta follow I mean, the drummer. They're floating more ones than a strip club. It's insane, man. God. All right, well, that is my cure for depression. So you can buy a metronome for about 14 bucks. Can you find out where we mail it? It'll be you, like, there's metronome apps now. Yeah, this thing's going to click. <laughs> tick, tick, yeah. tick. Yeah. As it does that. You can even set it so that the, play on along. the one, it hits it even different. It'll be like. Yeah. Play yeah. along. No, and don't play the next note before that guy does. The bassist obviously has some premature issues. Dong. <gasps> Dong. Well, I hello, feel a lot better hello. about. Man, your right? life, <laughs> everything. Wow. Look it up on YouTube. All you got to do is type in worst no. cover Pink Floyd, worst cover Rage Against the Machine. You feel super confident now. <laughs> no. Or just go to my blog today. <laughs> Man. Yes, that is how I cure depression. Music is a listening art. You got to listen to what the other guy's doing. It's a valuable lesson right there. You have to. Well, but you see it a lot like, you see it in even decent bands. They, they just don't listen to each other. Everyone's too worried about their own crap. And it's mm-hmm. like, brother. Pay attention to what the other guy's doing, and you'll slay. And that's the difference between a band that's good and a band that's a little wobbly, is listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen to each other. And we even were bad about that. I mean, that's why you know we work as hard as we do, but Tony and I are really guilty of dragging Sean and Mark down the street like a little dog on a leash, because we're Mm -hmm. feeling excited, and Sean's like, hey, guys, 
Sit back in the pocket a little bit, fellas. You and Tony are really <laughs> rushing that, Glenn. I'll be like, oh, thanks, brother. Yeah, it's hard but, too when you're not like when you, especially live. I, I would imagine you guys are no different than a lot of great bands that you don't use a click track live. No, right. No. I know you guys practice with a click track, which we I think is a brilliant idea. We practice with a click. We always practice with a click so that we can learn to have a very natural feeling pocket with that click, which, which is the, very smart. The last two rehearsals before any show, we pull the click. Okay. So then we refine it all again organically. But that way, even if Sean's really amped up on stage and he rushes, the band will follow him. We become so uniform. Yep. We rehearse to the point where people start making mistakes because they're literally daydreaming while we're playing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm usually the first one. I was like, sorry, man. I was thinking about. Well, you play a song so many times, you start not focusing eh, on yeah. it. I mean, window pane generally, we are there three to four nights a week. Yeah. We, For that reason. We're there. And people are like, dude. I mean, no different you than know? these guys, really, when you think about it. <laughs> Wow. I mean, that's probably a good two nights a week practice. Maybe they got to go for the third. The bassist is the biggest dick in the band. I'm going to give him a Burton. We're going to take him to a Greyhound station, and me and 20 friends are going to tip a bus over on him. Smatter, smatter, smatter. Still somebody clap for them. That's a polite clap. That's a. Why, I've did gotten, we, why did we show up to this picnic clap? Oh, yeah. well, dude, I've done those gigs where it's the you know the bouncer is like, "You guys rock!" We're like, "Thanks, bro." Yeah. <laughs> bro, I remember one time playing with Peter Parker. I think it was at that 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 weird dome venue in Fife, the oh, Mothership, the, the Mirkwood Dome, oh, that okay. place. Yeah, it's on the Indian lands. So yeah, still I think smoking it was, there. And I think it was that one, yeah. and we played, and there was nobody on the crowd because it's two levels. That's if I remember correct. correctly, yeah, there's a downstairs bar, and then you go upstairs. Two people. To showed up and both of them Thunder sat in the balcony oh nice so we performed Did they clap maybe you finish a song and they're just up there like so anyway uh, you know sarah's getting her tubes tied yeah you know <laughs> thank yeah. you very much it was it was awful it was awful yeah and they had strobe lights going and smoke machines for us like they really did a good oh, job of making it feel like it was like gonna be that's nice yeah they were like oh yeah this is gonna <laughs> be great that's nice that's so special. I, maybe or maybe the sound guy it would have been practicing. me i'd be like man i'm not wasting any of the fog juice on these guys <laughs> <laughs> No one's going to be here to see how cool they look. That's Unless precious. there was someone with a... If someone's going to take pictures, like, okay, just don't take any pictures that show there were no one here. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Like, zoom in. Up angles. Yeah, that's in, right. Fogs all yeah. over Get the Get right phase. up on the stage, man. Well, could you grab the bartender and the waitress to stand in front of your shot so that way it looks like there's people no, there? No, that's bad because that's still only two people. Uh, you, you don't want that more. data out there. What are you talking about? Then we double our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that kind of stuff. Oh, I just love a good train wreck and it made me feel a lot better. So, that... Check out those videos around my blog if you want to. But let's uh, let's go do some voicemails, some emails, and some text messages. I need a drink. <laughs> it's almost friend. noon. We sit around and check him out. It's Steve Nicks that brightens up the sky. Listen to the messages. The messages are See how everything kind of works like pieces of a puzzle working yeah. together. The bass is locked in with the drums. But don't those guys listen to Comfortably Numb later and be like, our version doesn't sound like that? <laughs> like I said, it's our avant garde version. <laughs> this works right. Solo. It's like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh was hired to play lead guitar. <laughs> sad little solo. <laughs> hey guys, is this okay? I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> 
that bass. Just, that it's bass. Just like, <laughs> uh, the bass player hits the chorus. He's like, dun, 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 dun. and he's finished that chorus before they're even done with the ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he knows his role, and or he maybe, is not changing for anybody. Maybe his job is just to warn them what's up next because yeah. I, they do that in like. Here's what's coming. Gotcha. Like they do that in like, like Christian music a lot of times. Like these bands they'll perform, and the singer will sing the next line just to kind of like be like. Jesus is coming and Jesus is coming. It's like almost like a hey crowd, you can sing with us. So maybe the bass is like, this is the part that's coming up next. <laughs> 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 All right. oh, painful. Oh. So much fun, man. I'm, I, I feel you know what though. Honestly, I feel like a dick <laughs> for every word I've said since this started. Like music is a listening art. I feel like I a douchebag. I, I want to say it's constructive. But, I feel like well. a jerk. See, I I, I I did like tackle that in my own head a little bit, but I'm like, it reminds me of, I was there at one point, I think at some point all of us that played music were really bad at one point. I can, and it brings me back to those moments, and I that's what makes me laugh. I can play you cassettes of my first bands when all I knew how to play was power chords, so we were doing nothing but Misfits and Sex Pistols and and DRI, and, and I will tell you that we were a lot better than that. <laughs> Everyone was playing together. And if we weren't, we'd say, hey, man, let's hit that chorus. I think I started early. Everyone was playing together. I mean, I, I wasn't a very good singer and I wasn't a very good guitar player. Most definitely not very good. But we're better than that. We were together as a band. And when we weren't, we stopped and went, man, I'm screwing something up in that. I mean, and I was 14, you know? Yeah. You want to hear my very first band? Please. Because I, I posted it on my blog as well. I'm like, in all fairness, if I'm going to make fun of other bands, I should at least there you go. show how... Please don't no one, Please don't think less of me for my commentary. No, dude. I'm we're, a jerk. We're all, we're all jerks. <laughs> I don't think any... We're not... This is not the end of the world for those guys. You know, we're not goofing on them about their looks. But it's like about, watching someone beat themselves in the face with a hammer and be like, bro, that's not how you use that. When you use a hammer, you strike an object that's not yourself. You know, that's kind of how feel, man. You know, I'm not trying to be some scholar knowledgeable. I'm nobody. But man, when you use a hammer, you don't use it on the bridge of your nose. You use it on the head of a nail. It just seems like something look, folks should know. If you feel bad, at least that I'm really upset. Look, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, that tell. helped cure my depression. <laughs> like, that's how... Yeah, that, I should feel worse. Oh, man. I should feel worse. I, I need to look oh. at... I need to listen to bad covers of songs to improve my depression. <laughs> like, that's bad. So, oh. without further ado, Glenn, this is my very first band. We were called Elderly Destruction. We were a thrash metal band. I knew we liked to push down senior citizens. See, See oh, you were right? playing thrash? Yeah. Hook me up. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for this? This is great. This is going to get louder. Nope, that's about as loud as it's going to get on this song. Someone's knocking at the door. The camera works incredible. Oh, it's fantastic. They're doing that zoom, 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 zoom thing. There I am with a double bass drum set. My man. Yep. The song is called World of Destruction. Because we were socially conscious. Yeah, but they're all together. You're as tight as Motorhead. <laughs> I love Motorhead. Don't take me. I, I love Motorhead. Wait, let me spinning. What I grave. love about Motorhead is that those guys are just raw as f. You 
guys are tight. There's semblance of music there. Yeah, this was his. Now you can laugh at me. Guess what, bro? Not laughing. <laughs> you should send that to the Pink Floyd guys and be see how we're all playing together. Together. See how this works out. Wow. This is cool. World in destruction. World in destruction. World in destruction. Dude, even when you slowed down, your band slowed down with you. <laughs> it's so bad. I have no problem. Funny. No, man. It's honestly, so it's not. I don't think that's bad. There's bands playing right now that are only that good, and honestly, they probably rip, and it's fun, and it's cool, and everyone's yeah. enjoying themselves. Oh, we had the time of our lives back yeah, in those days, man. man. It was a lot of well, fun. You, but seriously, you guys were together. You mm-hmm. guys were... So you think we have a chance? Compared to the Floyd guys, <laughs> if the Floyd guys were a zero, I'll mm-hmm. put you guys on a scale of one to ten at about a 27.3. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Compared to... Dope. You know, pink... Colossomy bag or whatever. <laughs> These poor people, man. Let's check out our first. They're all big fans of the podcast. Right. Someone's going to take their own life over oh, this. Thanks. Maybe they're like, you know? no, man, if we keep practicing, it'll be as good as window paint. And then the lead singer of window paint just, sh- just pooped yeah. on them. Oh, man. Well, no, karma's coming my way. I told you my starter's fouling up. I'm going to try and leave the station today. And it's going to be like, you're walking, buddy. <laughs> Remember laughing at those poor guys that <laughs> were trying? And then you call the mechanic, and it turns out it's the bassist of that band. Yeah. Like hey, man. Just listen to the podcast, Listen man. to the podcast. Uh, looks like you're walking. Oh. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't want your help anyway, man. <laughs> you're going to sell me the wrong part. Yeah. I can tell from listening to I, your song. I don't trust your mechanical right. skills if anymore. You're, if you're as good of a mechanic as you are as a bassist, you might put my steering wheel on as a tire. <laughs> I'm out. All right, here's our first voicemail. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Mama. Mama! And I'm sorry, you know, I'm glad you like my pictures, and I'm sorry that I couldn't get more for everybody. I love everybody, but you three guys are a bonus because you're my kids. Aw. You're like my three sons. Yes. And I love you. Uh, and she has an actual son. Yeah. So is he just phased out? <laughs> Sorry, Hawknado. <laughs> we're, we're, we're the adopted the ones, bro. Right. Yeah. We're, we're her favorites. <laughs> just a little bit more, if that's <laughs> possible. I love you just a little bit more than I do others, and I love it. I'm wishing. You- I think this stems because remember we got the pictures, and I think Red was joking like, "Hey, where's my picture? Oh, yeah. I want a picture." That's right, Red. You're not our favorite. We are. You <laughs> a very happy and healthy New Year. Nice. My New Year's resolution. I'm wishing to everyone, and that is stay positive. Nice. Be happy and most healthy this year. I love you guys. Mama. Thanks, Mama. Oh, she's nice. Old. That's always a good way to start. And I'm yeah. sure the next voicemail will be somebody complaining about something. Rant. <laughs> It'll be the bass player. Hey, guys. Me. Yeah, I do have something I want to vent. Oh. And um, I really don't like parents that swear in front of their children. It's like kids are sponges. Do you realize what they soak in? If like, you used a sponge, eight? you wouldn't have a kid. But don't <laughs> they, they, they are listening to everything you're saying. And I see these parents out there just swearing and saying... Is she sponge worthy? <laughs> you know, this inappropriate stuff in front of their children. I just, it really drives me crazy. I just don't think it's right. 
I'll buy that. At a certain age, though, sadly, between school friends and the internet, which has really changed the entire world, Ooh, urban they're going to get exposed to yeah. it anyway. But I see her point. Her parent, parents should set an example. I try my best whenever, like, sometimes I'll not realize it. I'll, like, drop an S-bomb and then see the kid. Oh, crap. Sorry. And, and typically my buddies who have that kid are like, oh, don't worry. I say way worse. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then, even in my head, I'm like, that's fine. That's your, that's your well, choice. I don't want to still be that guy. And I would say it depends on the age. I mean, you know, I think... At a certain, you know, by the time I was 10 or 11, I'm sure my pop let a few fly and, you know, but when it's a little four-year-old, like, and I think that's maybe more what she's saying is yep. when you got a, a kid that's learning mama, dada, mm-hmm. F. F-bomb, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, and I, you know, S-word. I'm with, I'm with that, but I will throw this out there, and this is something I've seen quite a bit. There are a lot of people out there that have kids that have no business having kids. A kid. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I pulled into Seven Eleven, and there's a car sitting there with the bass just, and the door panels are rattling, and the idiot's inside getting whatever, and there's a baby in a child seat in the back. I've seen that, and it oh, yeah. makes me. I want to call CPS right. There's Child Protective Services. Look, uh, you need to get down here. Um, this happened just the other day at Fred Meyer. My wife and I were walking, and I think everyone else was as shocked as I was. I looked up, and there was an infant in the seat of the shopping cart mm-hmm. and it was rolling through the parking lot and i kind of looked and i went what see me rolling. this is true this hey, I, I, I was gonna do a facebook <laughs> post about it and i probably still will because it's a great story but i looked up and i had to do like you know the shutter like click 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 like no process, process. there's an adult right there the car the two cars stop right. as the kid crossed yeah. the intersection rolling in this cart picking up speed Oh, jeez. Two cars had to stop. It crossed this, this intersection there in the Fred Meyer parking lot, just picking up speed, and I went, God damn, and just took off at a dead run. And I was, you know, another 15 steps from this kid when this little kind of heavyset, you know, Hispanic lady kind of trotted up and grabbed the kid, and she shot me this look like, hey, you need to mind your own business and stay away from it. And I'm looking at her like, dude! Yeah, that, that, that happened. But that's what I'm saying. This lady was so busy fiddling with her groceries or whatever else that she let her child... And then was mad at you. She shot me the look. Jeez. And you know what like, I'm, I know I'm giving my baby. I'm like, I know what I'm doing with your baby, too. I'm going to put it in the system and get it away from you. It kills me, too. And I know it's selfish of me, but I, I see those kind of instances similar to... And I'm like, I'm spanking it in a cup trying to create a child because I can't make it happen. And these Dude. people that shouldn't be parents are, are just cranking out I mean, kids it, left and right. It's like, a, flow me a bone, come on. Ridiculously unpopular <laughs> right. opinion, but I swear, I mean, there should be some kind of, of testing involved. Oh, you want to breed? How long have you had your current job? Oh, I'm on unemployment. Yeah, <laughs> you're not getting pregnant. You know, you want to breed, you know, and I don't want to say, okay, if you have a low IQ, because you never know, man, two people that aren't that sharp could give birth to the guy that cures cancer. I'm not going to say that, but I really believe that you should have to get licensed to have a kid because, man, have you guys seen the people that use the kids as, as uh, begging bait? Oh, for sure. They're standing oh, on yeah. a corner mm-hmm. with five kids holding a sign? What? Yeah. You know, and I'm looking and the kid's wearing $150 Nikes. The kids wearing shoes that are worth more than everything I've got on my body. And I'm like, how'd you get them shoes? Oh, 
Yeah, anyway. No, I... I it, so with the cussing thing... It wouldn't even have to be a hard test. It just has to be... A, it could be a simple test. It's more just like, a, let me get a gauge for how you are. Do you have love in your heart? Are you a decent person? You don't uh, have to be a genius. Uh, you, exactly. No, I'm, I'm saying I mean? more of a background check. Yeah. Like you have uh, st- stable employment. Um, you know what I mean? Just You got you got people that are on, on government assistance having babies. I'm sorry. What? You know, and, and maybe now that's one of those things. You talk to the person, it's like, yeah, I lost my job. This is my go-between. I've got this going on. I do have my mother and my grandmother. I mean, there should be some sort of... A gray area. Well, not even a gray area, but just, okay, cool. And of course, now it's, oh my God, you're going to tell us when we can, can and can have kids. I mean, it's a, it's a super hot button issue. I'm just saying there are a lot of people out there that have kids that shouldn't have kids. I mean, I, I know of situations where people are literally... You know, essing out kids because it'll increase their welfare income. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, that's scary. That's and it's not the kids' fault. These neglected, underloved, abused, ignored, mistreated criminals in training—it's not their fault, man. But yeah, regarding swearing in front of kids, I just—that's a parental thing. And sorry, I didn't mean to go on the kid rant. I just, <laughs> man, it's not a puppy, okay? Half these people that have kids aren't even worthy of owning a dog. Yeah. You know, cats are pretty self-sustaining, and if they're lucky, they'll escape your home and go find shelter elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, these people that aren't even responsible enough to have a dog have three kids. Right. Uh, yeah, that could be a, hey, you can't handle a puppy? Well, then you shouldn't be able to handle a child. I'm with that. Seems It seems rather simple. I'm with that, man. All right, let's check out our next voicemail. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh-oh. You guys are like the only people. I love the the, the 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 sigh at the beginning of a voicemail always makes me also, wonder what are we about to walk in on? Is it just on? a trick the phone plays? It seems like all of our female callers, I imagine, is is hot. It's it's a phone trick. Isn't I've learned it? that in the world of radio from my days of working at the end when it's I was a little bit more calling. single on the prowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they sound hot, they're not. Oh, sorry, ladies, for our female callers. Yeah. More often than not. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to the rule, but there are a few times where I've talked to people, request lines, and especially when I work the overnights, and you just be on the phone all night talking, and you're like, God, ah, this girl sounds so sexy. It's like the Aerosmith video. It, it, yeah, it it's his full-on beard, and mm-hmm. oh. And then you meet them, and it's like, wow, the voice did not match the looks at all. And I had a stiffy for you the whole night that I talked to you, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> the Kathleen Turner effect. All right, let's check out this voicemail. Well, I would tell. I love your show, and you guys are the only people who would totally understand this. Ordering Uh-oh. at Starbucks when I say I want a small latte, and the barista says, you want a what? Because I'm not speaking, you know, Starbucks lingo. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Can I have a grande latte? Please. Grande is big. I wanted a small, but no. Grande latte. Tall or short, I think, would be. Yeah, see, here's my problem. I order a tall thinking it's going to be the tall one, and it no, comes out no, this no, little stubby thing, and I'm like... Yeah. I, I don't understand you your terminology. Venti. You want that vente. Well, and I, you know, I learned the terminology in order to participate with Starbucks, but then you go elsewhere and they just have them listed by size. Small, medium, large. So yeah. you, you go to say vente and they're like, you mean a 20 ounce? And then my, immediately, like, I'm sorry, man. And they get it. They're like, I know. You've been you know reprogrammed by Starbucks. Um, I get it. I do. It would be better if it wasn't some, you know, a sweet super, hey, look how cool this is. Dude, do you want a 10-ounce, 12-ounce, 16-ounce, 20-ounce, or 24-ounce? I'll take the 24-ounce, brother. Thank you. But look mm-hmm. what they've done. They've created a culture of venti. A, a, a cult-like following. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. A, a venti-sized following. Normally, I just get a drip coffee because you actually get more caffeine than a latte. But I'm trained. I go, and I'm like, yeah, can I get a venti vanilla latte at 140, please? I have been trained. Wow, you're even dropping temperature. Well, no, I used to say um, not too hot. 
And they would always reply by saying about 140, and I'd say sure. Even though you have, and like, then I have no idea what that but means. But then it came out, and it was what you wanted. Yeah, so I I, I was mm-hmm. trained because I want to drink it now, not next week. Yeah, what right. are you thinking? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like I the might, McDonald's coffee used to be so. I mean, just because scorching. I do evil yeah. stuff doesn't mean I'm the devil. I cannot drink <laughs> this. You know, I'm not trying to melt glass. What is wrong with you people? You know what I hate you know? when I oh, and I go to Starbucks a lot, and and uh, you guys are going to crucify me for my drink order, but my wife got me hooked on it and it's delicious. Do you get a chocomocha, frappa whippa, <laughs> no. zippa-dubba? Yeah. See, well, there's mocha. 30 people in line behind you and there's only one person on staff. Are but, you that guy? I'm not that bad. And then that, no, that's the Those people need their heads lopped off. My wife does not like anything Can else. I get a chapa, frippa, whippa, dippa, chocomocha, whippa, whippa, zippa, zippa? And there's one person and ten people in line and, and nine, you know, nine of the ten in line go, ah. Oh. F. This is going to take forever. You know, Captain Thunderbolt had to get his frappa waka daka waka. <laughs> you know? No, and all I, I want is a drip. I can fix it myself. Let me back there. I'll put on the apron. Jeez, we're hitting the hot button with know, Glenn right, right now. I'm all wound up. Waka flame up. drink. Uh, no, I get a, it's a grande sugar-free vanilla soy latte. Right? That doesn't sound that But every time I order it. Know. You would think when they repeat it back, they'll say it the same way, but I swear they're effing with me. Every time I'm like, can I get a grande sugar vanilla soy latte? And they're like, okay, so you want a grande soy latte skinny? I'm like, no, I want sugar-free vanilla. They're like, no, skinny is that. I'm trying to get skinny. What are you... <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, can't you just repeat it how I said it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, thought, I thought skinny was like low-fat milk. I don't know, but like, they, I, yeah, these are the things I don't know this right. terminology. And if they come back to me with right. something different, I'm like, I don't know what you That's said. That's not I'm, what I want. If yeah. I were you, I would learn their language. But it took That's me this long work. to learn my own language. <laughs> I know it was really hard for me to <laughs> spit that tra- out. I had to get trained, and now you know, a venti vanilla latte at 140, please. All right, I'll work on and it. And they'll go, gotcha. Would you like anything else? But now when you if, you, if you order for the spinach, they do the spinach feta wraps and stuff, and that stuff's good, and they do that so that you can eat it next month. Yeah. So you got to be like, they want to have warmed up? Yeah, but I want to eat it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll yeah. say that, like, that bro, I, I want to eat that now. Don't blowtorch it. You know. I only go to Starbucks when it's, uh, when Michelle wants me to go to Starbucks because she doesn't want to put on pants. And I'm like, right. all right, you got to tell me exactly what you want. Do you have to get the chaka wapa dipa betsa? She is pretty chill on the Sugar-free, on though. the drinks. Like She has it set out and I know exactly what she wants. But okay. the thing that tripped me up, and I, to- I, I flat out told her when she first told me, I was like, that's not real. You're a liar. You're just trying to screw with me, were the chonga bagels. Oh, yeah. It's just a bagel type, but I was like, "That's not a thing." You're no, screwing is. with me, yeah. and it is. And I it's was just like, too. "I was like, it, yeah." And I'm just like, "You're just messing with me." They're gonna laugh at me. And she's like, "No, it's okay, it's okay." And I'm like, "They created their own language, man." Yeah, and they it created their own language. It freaks me out because <laughs> as a person who doesn't want to be the guy like Glenn's talking about, where I'm holding up the entire line because if they ask me a secondary question, I'm just. I don't know. Frozen like, and p- yeah, panic. like I just I know she wants it toasted, and I know we've got cream cheese at home, so right. I don't have to worry about this. If you ask me any more about it, I'm lost. Right. And all of a sudden, you're like, "Am I ordering the dinosaur from Land of the Lost? Like, what's going on here? Oh, what is this?" Yeah. There, there was bagel? a day I was I was downtown <laughs> with a friend of mine, Kristen Schaefer, and it was a, I was doing a thing for Getty Images, who she worked for at the time, and she was like, "Hey, are you, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna run the street and get a coffee." And she's like, "Oh my god, will you bring me one?" Sure, and she's like, "Cool, I wanna." 
Dunga Frappa Wapa Sepatapakuka with cream in the side of the and children's tears and okay. 140. And in my brain, I retained it, but in the 35 steps from one street corner to the next, I had lost that data. Gone. And then I'm in line, and I got to the line. It was actually pretty great. There's maybe four or five people behind me, and I'm like, yeah, can I just get a, a venti drip with room for half and half? And I'm like, and then I want to... And then, you know, you see the look on the employee, like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, look, can you just name a ridiculous drink for me? And big smile. The people to the right of me are like, big smile. And I'm like, just start naming, really, just the stupidest thing you can think of. Yeah. Is it a Duka Waka Zappa Duba Tapa Pepper Blended? No. A Zubakanda Gacha Chaka Waka Wata Flipper Flop? No. Chocolate, that's it. You know, and that's the one. everyone started laughing, Grande. including the barista started laughing. I'm like, I'm sorry. By the time I walked here, I forgot. That's hilarious. And it was some blended chocolate mm-hmm. whipped cream. You know, and I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah. You know, but it's like 7,000 calories. But, but, you know, yeah, but I literally had to be like, can you just start naming really just the stupidest drinks you can think of? <laughs> and they, and when, when she got them, that's it. And everyone cracked up, man. I have to, it's like doing that or going to like Subway for like sandwiches and stuff. If I'm getting something from Michelle, it's. You text me exactly yep. what you want, oh, yeah. and I'm just sitting have, there staring at my phone and being like, "All right, it's this this time bro, for this one." Yep. I have a file on my notes on my iPhone that is my wife's orders for different things, yep. <laughs> just so that because she does that, she'll mix it up, and I'm always screwing it up. So I just now mm-hmm. she thinks I'm crazy, but I'm like, I have a file that is just all the sh- well, stuff that you have ordered <laughs> over the years. What so seems I normal to you? Up. What yeah. seems normal to you? Their orders seem ridiculous by comparison, right? Like my wife. You know, when she gives me, I'm like, you want, I remember learning the word, I, don't judge me, but I didn't know what the hell a pomegranate was. I had never heard the word pomegranate They're in my looking. entire life. I was and drinking pomegranate juice for the longest time and had no idea what an actual pomegranate looked like <laughs> until about two years ago. <laughs> it's, it's something that landed on her cool. 20 years ago. I'd never even said the word pomegranate. And it's a puzzle to eat. Mm-hmm. Dude. So we're at Starbucks and she asked for the pomegranate refresher iced yep. wapatuka zambadinga flux capacitor <laughs> right sugar <sighs> oh yeah can i get a venti drip with room for cream and a a pama and she still makes fun of me we still call it pomeglamum in my house <laughs> pomeglamum because I, I literally in the chick on the intercom i'm sure heard this i'm like she wants a refresher pomeglamum what the hell do you want? You know, yeah. my wife had to lean over and yell it, but she still calls it pomeglamum to this day because that's what I call my it. My father-in-law now is at the point, and I pro- I'll probably get to that point too when I get a little bit older as well, and the marriage has gone on long enough. When they go to like a Starbucks or anywhere that's a drive-through, he does not even if he's driving. His wife has to lean Tony. over him. I've because almost done that. I'm almost to that point myself. Like, because I'll say it, and I'm not getting. I'm not saying it the way my. And she's like, "Don't forget the coke." And I'm like, "I'm like, you just messed up the order. I don't now know what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, yeah. If she's like, "Can I just get a cheeseburger kids meal?" I'm on it. If she says to me anything other than that. What I do is I she'll I'll place my order and then I lean back yep. in my seat, and that leaning back is the indicator that you will now shove your head into yep. my sphere <laughs> yep. and start yelling because I ain't even trying this. I'm not. I can't change menu orders, and that's all that she does. Mm-hmm. And so it was the uh, the crunch wrap supreme uh, beans no meat, which is fine with me. But the first time she had me do it, it was in uh, Bellevue where you just ask for the uh, vegetarian crunch wrap supreme, and again. 
again, it was the same thing. I was like, you're a liar. This isn't something that's real. You, again, are just messing with me. So we've learned that Rev has trust issues with his wife. Buying yeah. it. I'm not falling for this. Yeah. You're effing with me. Everybody's effing with me. It's every time. And I'm like, no, this, this is not a thing. It's not on the menu. I don't see this right this here. Awesome. Sir, you're in Bellevue among the hoity and the toity. We have a that's vegetarian a, that's how crunch she, That's how she explained it to me. It's like, no, it's all the Microsoft people. This is the easiest way that they order it. The moneyed folk have this available. <laughs> we even have tofu shakes here. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> All right, I think we got one more voicemail and then we'll wrap up things. Hey, what up, Midcast? Uh, just want to say, uh, first time caller into the, nice. the mixed cast, but uh, welcome. Just want to let you guys know how much. What would you like for Starbucks? The <laughs> positivity you have uh, let me experience in the last few months. Uh, back in September, a lot of crap hit the fan uh, for me, but. Uh, Coincidentally, that's when I first discovered the podcast, so I think uh, that helped me through a lot there. Um, a lot of uh, you guys encouraging me to uh, to do better things and... Uh, like watch really bad cover bands. <laughs> and just overall be a better person. So nice. <laughs> Also, the, the, the podcast has introduced me to Windowpane, which is one of my favorite bands of all oh, time. Oh, well, thanks, bro. You, Glenn, you guys just absolutely rock. Um, I'm only 20 years old right now, so I haven't been able to go to a show or meet up in Seattle sometime yet. I also live an hour and a half away, so that doesn't Damn. help either. Um, but yeah, just thank you guys. I'll get more into it later if I call again in the future. But uh, yeah, I look forward to one day meeting you guys and maybe sitting in on a podcast. So oh yeah, yeah stay dude, positive for we, sure. We could definitely you don't have to be 21 for that. Yeah, so no, yeah, hell yeah, and, and we'll feed you booze. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I'm I don't, kidding about I don't that. know when your birthday is. Well, we will. <laughs> But we just can't admit to it. But um, <laughs> Window Pane's next show, uh, it's going to be a minute. We've got a lot of neat stuff going on, but it's going to be a while. But our next big show is definitely going to be all ages. So even if you've got a birthday later this year, brother, you can come hook you up, and then we'll, we'll drink in the parking lot, homie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, as, and we'll order Starbucks. <laughs> as a person who's kind of going through a, an existential crisis now because my 20-year reunions this year. Oh, fun. Are you going to go? Yes. Is it here in the Northwest? Yes, okay. because I I, I, oh, yeah, I no, didn't graduate, but I went to school in a university place, Curtis, and so we're having all this, and it's kind of that panic thing, and I realized I didn't do all those fun things when I was a teen or in the 20s. Like, go to just go to as many shows as you possibly can. Like, just do so yep. many friggin' things that create you can memories. possibly do. Yeah, create those memories. Because, I mean, I sat around and I played magic and video games for, like, my teens and 20s. And drank lots of Mountain Dew. <sighs> and so jolt. much Mountain Dew. God, so much Mountain Dew. And so so now I'm just like, God, I wish I would have like gone out and done stuff. So even though you say it's like, oh, you're only 20 and it's like an hour and a half away, don't make those excuses. Like, go out and do well, stuff. Well, when you have that all ages show, we'll make sure, obviously, we're going to blow it up on here in the Migs cast, and um, we'll make sure, I, I know I'll for sure be there if this guy's going to go, and we'll all hang. Oh, we'll hang for oh, sure. absolutely. Because it'd be cool yeah. to meet you, and, and we joke a lot, but the fact that what we do can cheer you up same way a really bad cover of Pink Floyd's <laughs> music can cheer me up. Well, but it's I, humbling. The, the the podcast ranges. Actually, this is something I've been wanting to bring up because it's been kind of bugging me for a while. Uh oh. Uh -oh. If you Google us, yes. which is how I usually I usually just Google Migscast, uh -huh. then I go to the top link, I find the current episode, and I repost it on my page. Mm -hmm. But if you Google us, the first thing it says is the members of this program are all ignorant idiots. 
And it honestly kind of bothers me. I could change that. <laughs> well, I think about people calling in like, man, I'm dealing with Sue. And yeah, I know we talk about some crazy stuff, but for a while I've been like, man, you know, last week I was talking about addiction and depression. Yeah. And, and Google is like, yeah, but you're a mud flap. <laughs> you know what it was? Somebody, that was, that was like one of the first. No, it's best summed up by a caller. I've read it. It was, it was a review on iTunes. <laughs> and so that became, I was too lazy to write a bio. So I just put that as the bio. Let's write the bio right now. Oh, we don't have to do it now. I just, oh, see, okay, no, cool. Right, no, right. Right. no, have you seen I like didn't even know where it came from, but I was I like, like man, I don't know. I like this. I don't think, no, I don't think I, that's I'll, fair. I'll, I'll, I'll you got it. Mama Hawknado calling in and talking about her. I just didn't think it was... I don't know. I, mean, I love I, that he's like that was, that was a really like not so fair and it was bugging me. I wrote that. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. No, that's a good point. And it's funny. And I the whole mantra is stay positive, and, and we're it, an idiot. It doesn't. It doesn't match up yeah. to me. No, that, you're absolutely you know? right. But his call made me think, oh, I should mention that, because I keep not mentioning because it's not a big deal, but hearing his call and the tone of his voice, and it's like, oh, bro, thanks for calling, and we're here for you, and we're glad we can be a part of your life. By the way, we're oh. all ignorant idiots. You know what I mean? It just kind of hit me to maybe bring it now, up now. should we try and write it, or should we put oh. it up to the, the listeners to oh, yeah, I like that. email us and, and keep it, what, four sentences? Yeah, just real yeah. short. Four sentences. Just the MigsCast at gmail.com, or if you want to text it also, it's just uh, 253-271-4787, and write our bio. Yeah. Our blurb, well, our you description. Guys, you guys description. can sum our show up better, better than, than we can. And but which is what? No one has called in and said, man, I listen because you guys are ignorant, stupid morons. Right. <laughs> uh, no one. It's all, man, you guys helped me through a bad time, yeah. or, oh, I really enjoyed this story. It's like, <laughs> yes, it, like, it, this isn't something that was like this big deal to me, but. No, but I like it. I like like we, when I heard his call, I was like, oh, I should mention that I really, every time I read that, I'm like, huh. <laughs> now I can see how that could be annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be funny, it could be heartfelt, or it could be a combination of the both. We might use some of your blurb, and like, there won't be like any. Look, if one person knocks out of the park and that's the one we use, of course we'll hook you up with something like that would be pretty cool. But otherwise, like we might just pick and choose the best yeah, parts from mash everybody them all together. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it's and, yeah. and we might add something to it as well. Or you we, tell us what it is. Yeah, that, yeah, at least I'll get the creative juices going. I, I'm, I'm excited about this. So next week, cool. in addition to having wide only in the wreckage, we will nice. write our new description. New description. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Other shows promote like something epic. We're going to write our new description. Yeah. No, but that's cool. I like that. Because you know what? Honestly, it's a whole new podcast, too. I mean, it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different thing. And I think that that... No different than me changing. That was part of why I wanted to change the logo. I mean, obviously, iTunes, I don't know why, even though I upload the new picture every time. Is it still it, not accepting it? It won't change it. But if you search on iTunes for our podcast, then the pictures show up with the new logo. It's a very weird thing. Facebook got me good the last one that I shared. I don't know why it did it, but when it shared the image, it cropped you and I out of it. And it's just the rest of my so face. So it's just the cartoon it's, rev. Yeah. And I was like, Fuego. nice. <laughs> yeah. Technology, yeah, technology is amazing. Yeah. I was like, sweet. You How know? about our next podcast description will be, we're technologically ignorant. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Sure. So yeah, email us, themakescast at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail or a text message, 253 4787. If you have a chance, please join me this Friday night at the Washington Hall, which, oh, I never, do yourself a favor and Google Washington Hall. It's an old venue here from the Northwest that was built like in the 1900s. Housed music like Jimi Hendrix performed there. Oh, wow. Fugazi. Uh, Green River. 
I mean, random other bands, Macklemore at some point. But then I guess for many years, it's just been like stagnant. Like no one's done anything with it. And uh, recently the, the city invested a bunch of money to... To, to renovate it like millions nice. of dollars like 10 million dollars something ridiculous and it's apparently from what i hear it's just gorgeous i saw some pictures and they look pretty sick nice so it's kind of cool to be able to check out a brand new venue uh which is where the the defy wrestling is going to be happening at the washington hall which is like on first hill somewhere near here it's like you know not that far from from our station uh but just go to defywrestling.com to purchase tickets um, I'll be there all night hanging out. Obviously, I have a little bit of a, a job to do, and that is to introduce all the wrestlers. But other than that, man, hanging out, kicking it with whoever wants to kick it with me. I'm very excited about that. Cody Rhodes will be wrestling. And uh, also, don't forget Glenn Show, which is going to be happening on February 3rd. February 3rd. And that's going to be happening at the Highway 99 Blues Highway Club. Highway 99 Blues Club with uh, the Adarna and the Guessing Game. Awesome. And Rev, you got any concerts that you're going to be doing or No, but I will events? be uh, playing games at OrcaCon this weekend, which is a- Is that board- like a whale fest? No, it's a board <laughs> game convention that just has uh, orcas on it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be up in Everett, up at the Holiday Inn in Everett. So that'll be there. I'll be there for sure on Friday and hopefully Saturday and Sunday as well. Awesome. And it's just OrcaCon? Uh, OrcaCon.org. Okay. All the information and everything there. Nice. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Next week. Wyatt Only in the Wreckage, world premiering their yeah. new song, which is called Off the Wagon. I, I forget. He just texted us. Uh, yeah, he just texted us. Yeah, Off the Wagon. Thank you. Yep. Oh, he just sent us the master. Yeah. Actually, the uh, song's called I Forget. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am so beyond pumped to play this song. It's going to be. It's ripping. It's yeah, great, too. Yeah, I'm really proud of those guys, and it's cool that we all had kind of a little bit of a. We added to the vibe. Yeah, including your lady. Yes, yes, my wife got to sing on it. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty right. damn yeah. awesome. Uh, so thank you guys, as always, for listening. Glenn, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know, you know, this is, Love being here. Love, love having you here, Rev. Love Rab. being here. As always, it's great seeing you. Good seeing you. Thanks for not farting today. Oh, I did. Oh, look. Thanks to my ventilation. <laughs> good enough. And thanks to Pink Floyd cover band and the Rage Against oh, the Machine cover band. Sorry about that, fellas. No. Listen to each other. <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Stay positive, and thank you for listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.